0: Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC.
1: Morning, every Thursday, and it's the first of February. So pinch and a punch, what are you wearing? Pinch and a punch from the, for, is that a shirt? Oh, I thought it was a jacket. Oh, blimey, thank God for that. I thought it was a jacket. Not quite panic-stricken then, thinking you'd enter the fashionista stakes. So I was just commenting on what Darren's uh, wearing. Do you know, i tell you what I noticed. I'll ha- I can't t- You'll have to tell him what I noticed on my thing, because I can't do it on the programme, can I? And find if he's, he's had the same thing. It's really bizarre. Yeah, seriously, none at all. None at all. Very odd. Anyway, sorry, there you are. I do beg your pardon. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn jumps on the hospital parking fees uh, bandwagon. We did it ages ago, Jeremy. Don't want to sort of burst your bubble, but... Uh, the drugs Brit in the Egyptian jail. Apparently, according to the family, looks so much better now. Of course, she never looked anything but. Biddy Baxter on 5,000 episodes of Blue Peter and the two thieves who stole a globe full of money from Gatwick. In, in broad daylight, they will find them. Their pictures are very revealing... And uh, two more parents plead to a judge not to switch off their baby's life support. All of a sudden, Rebecca Vardy's got involved. God knows why. I have no idea. Uh, the ten most complained about commercials of 2017. I mean, you couldn't make it up. Seriously. It seems we've turned into a nation of mamby-pambys. We complain just about everything. Uh, MPs to move out of the crumbling commons in the next decade. Ted Heath's jailed accuser in a new bid for special status. Special status being you stay in prison for a long, long time. Heavy drinking becomes the sixth biggest cause of serious illness. And if you want to come to my twin boys... But did anybody do this? Did Darren do this overnight? The, the twin boys' birthday party? Oh, right. I think that's such a good one. This is the mother, Titus whatever. And uh, she says, uh, We'd love you to come to our twin boys' birthday party. It's six quid. And you think... Pay to go to a child's birthday party? I don't think so, darling. I don't think so. The whole idea of birthday parties is that you go. What she's done now, she'll alienate these poor boys at school. People will be going, pay to go to your birthday party? We've had loads of birthday parties. Nobody pays. You take a gift, you take a card, and you go away with a little goodie bag. That's the whole idea. You don't pay for it. You know, if you can't afford to have a birthday party, keep it zipped. Much easier. Uh, the nursery, which insists it's healthier for kids to nap outdoors. You know, we all did that, didn't we, as children? That was quite nice. Britain's most spoilt toddler. OK, yeah, he's called Hugo. And uh, his parents spent a lot of money on him. Like, you know, seems like a waste, but there you go. Uh, standing at work can help you shed nearly half a stone a year. I'm not going to do it on this programme. I don't care what you say. And the, the £500,000 swindler who claimed he was paralysed. Oh, I can't walk, lying little so-and-so. He can walk. Per- he turned up in court on one of those mobility scooters. He can walk perfectly well. We know that because he was pushing his wife's wheelchair around. Half a million quid swindle. swindled. Mind you, knowing this country, they will probably send him home with a pat on the head and the opportunity to thieve even more money. Well-known drunk Katie Price embarrasses herself at a, a tacky nightclub. It must be. It's a fiver to go in and see her. And there she is, exhibiting herself like the well-known drunk. She turns up late. Late, I ask you. And, and does a whole 50 minutes, which is about 49 minutes too long. And then, you know, disports herself and, you know, poses with a bunch of people who are looking at her. Obviously, like somebody said it was the biggest embarrassment we'd ever seen because she's a sad, unattractive drunk. What can you do about she She's got no. Perhaps she thinks that's good. Perhaps she thinks people fancier. Only when she's she's drunk as well. Aston Merigold's other half has had a baby. No kidding. She was pregnant. And the shop sprinklers, which target homeless people. Oh, and Professor Greens jumped on the bandwagon again after Bournemouth wanted to put uh, rods across the park benches. Because if you're walking through a park in Bournemouth, God's own waiting room, and you want to sit down and look at the flowers and all the rest of it, and there's some bloke with piled up bags all over the place, that's not good, is it? It's like Windsor all over again. We don't want these people spoiling it for everybody else. The whole idea is you have to have it so that people can sit down. Elderly people want to sit down. They don't have the energy. And these young people who stay up all night drinking and boozing and drugging and all the rest of it, and during the daytime, they're sleeping. So the council have put these bars over there, which means that not even the pensioners can sit on the benches. Kind of defeats... Perhaps you'll have to take your own deck chairs when you go down there. Oh, and the woman who turned up at the airport with a peacock. Seriously, a live peacock. I need to bring it on the plane. It's my, it's my comfort zone. And the airline went, well, they had to be polite to it. I wouldn't have been so polite. I'd have gone, don't be so stupid. You're not taking a peacock on board an aircraft. I'm sorry, dear. You're either a bit thick uh, or, you know, you've just lost the plot. What else do we have? Which I quite like, actually. Oh, I like the uh, the drunk's holiday cover. So in other words, if, if you fall over by the swimming pool... Uh, because you're drunk your insurance is null and void if you fall over in a toilet the floor could be wet and that could be the problem with the owners of the toilet so you could probably have a good claim but they say do read the small print because lots of people deliberately trip themselves up and then go oh I could barely walk for the rest of my holiday ruined it I wanted to dive and you know and be evil can evil on the diving board and that kind of stuff and it turns out they're mainly crooks these people And uh, they go, oh, whiplash. Got whiplash. No, you haven't. You just made it up, haven't you? And luckily they've started counter-suing now. But they've said that it will be null and void. Is Melania Trump going to separate from the uh, the, uh, whatever he is? Uh, Because apparently she turned up by herself at the address to the nation. Uh, The reason being, this was after this uh, prostitute made claims that uh, Trump had paid her off for her silence which is interesting. David boy Beckham flew back into the country again. He's just so busy. He must be racking up air miles like there's no tomorrow. Uh, Did he turn up with Brooklyn? They appear to be joined at the hip. What they talk about, Gould alone knows. Can't be anything deep and meaningful, can it? And uh, to, to launch his little range of cosmetics. I do ask the question, who in their right mind would buy David Beckham cosmetics? I mean, do you seriously believe that he sits at home mixing it in a little bowl? I mean, is that, is that what people think? As opposed to a company goes to him and goes, listen, wh- why don't we? We'll, we'll pay you £100,000 a year or 200000 a year. Launch your cosmetics. You just need to do some publicity for us. And he'll go, yeah, all right. And well, that's it. So you've got the David Beckham skincare range or something. I'd rather go to people who do it properly. I don't know why. I just seem to think that David Beckham, I don't know how much his perfume sells for. I'm assuming there's his and hers, why you'd want to smell like her, I can't imagine. And if you're going to buy an aftershave now, you want a proper aftershave, you know, one that's made by a a major company like Creed or Estee Lauder. or You know, have you still got any of that Creed left? A a little bit left. Used it once. Did it work? Did it work on a date? Did somebody go, God, you smell really great. Did they? They, they said, "I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Really." So here we go. I found David Beckham's. This is the Instinct Sport Eau de Toilette Gift Set Tenor. Uh, Respect Gift Set Tenor. David Beckham Instinct Eau de Toilette Gift Set Ten o five. Om Body. So do you think Dave uses this? Do you think Dave uses it? Uh, we found his uh, Om Aftershave, Seven sixty three. That's less than half price. Less than half price. Uh, his deodorant spray is down to 158. In fact, actually, basically, if it's got the name Beckham on it, it's reduced. In fact, it's a bit like her, her clothing, isn't it? I, I can't believe it's that sort of cheap. And he does appear to have quite a lot of, of stuff out there. David Beckham, that one is £34. This one uh, was 38 down to £23. Oh, it's all reduced. Dear. Perhaps it's collapsing a little bit. Perhaps it's collapsing. I wonder what Dave wears. Perhaps we should go round and go, what are you wearing, Dave? Brute. The mark of a man. Was it brute or was that Old Spice? It was one of the two. And uh, it's easy to spend a lot of money. It's like buying shampoos. When you go in to buy shampoo, what are you looking for? You know, are you looking for a medicated shampoo? Are you looking for jojoba shampoo, which is made out of crushed hazelnuts or something, or horse chestnuts or something ridiculous? Uh, Are you looking for strawberry? Nobody's ever made pineapple... Um, shower gel. I've got rhubarb at home, but that, you, you, you sort of, it smells like rhubarb in the bottle. You put it on and it doesn't smell like rhubarb at all, which is a shame. If so I'm using Penhaligon's, which is sort of more a, more a musky, nice sort of smell. But, uh, pineapple. I think we should have a pineapple shampoo I quite like the idea of pineapple shampoo. Whatever. Coconut we have a lot of. That, that's sort of fairly, fairly popular. A friend of mine was telling me that he, he buys um, a shampoo that you really get loads of bubbles on. And years ago, when we ran out of shampoo, we would use washing up liquid. But you did get too many bubbles. You don't, you don't want a head full of bubbles. You look ridiculous, don't you? And uh, But I, I quite fancy a uh, pineapple shampoo and body wash. I think that'd be lovely. 84850... Steve at lbc.co.uk. Mike says, um, is Aussie boy attractive? No. And, uh, well, I mean, there's no no point in lying. I'm not going to lie to you. There is no point. That's not being nasty. That's that's factually correct. Are you attractive? No. You know, if you were attractive, I'd tell you you're attractive. You're not attractive in the same way that the producer's attractive. You know, he's more attractive because there's more of him. So, obviously, the more there is of somebody, the more attractive they actually become. But if somebody asks me a direct question, you know, is Aussie boy attractive? No. It's as simple as that. He takes his glasses off. Seriously, he just walks into walls. Can't see anything at all. We all wear glasses on this programme. Is that a sign of age, I wonder? Was that a sign of... I don't know. You're just being... Oh, right, are yours not proper glasses? Are they ju- Are they just... Oh, it, he's, he's bought those plain glass ones, so it makes him... It's, it's the, old, uh, the old Dame Edna. Oh, I love my face furniture, darlings. And that's what it is. Take, take them off. Just take them off for a minute. Why Why do you wear them? If they're just glass, short... What do you need to see? You can't see... Well, how far away do you need to see? How far away do you need... Can you see the clock now in there? You could... You could... Oh, right. You can see, see the clock. Oh, OK. You can't see the television either. Bloody useless, honestly. Really? Why, how do we ever get you... What was it? Was it sort of some, some scheme to take on an Australian who disadvantaged <laughs> a radio? Who did we send <laughs> to get you? Can't have been anybody in radio, can it? Let's face it. I love that every day is always something else about him. I got you a sandwich today. Well, actually, it's not. A sandwich. I got you a roll. A roll so you can eat it on the bus. You know, when you like, because I know I've, I've seen him on the bus. actually. He's very good. And He doesn't tell a lot of people this, and I'm telling you this now because I think it's a nice gesture. If he's on the bus, and and a poor person gets on, he shares his role with them. Very nice. He will actually go up to people and sh- and say, "Listen, I got this, and would you like some of my?" Right? And and he doesn't. He's he's too proud to tell you that himself. So I thought I would. Uh, I would tell you about it. Uh, apparently, uh, if it's healthier for kids to sleep outside, who said so? And all weathers. If a parent put a child to sleep outside, you'd call it child abuse. No, this is a playgroup. This is a playgroup, play apparently. Uh, any claims to be had on lost Christmas trees, says Jim. I don't know, there might be. I can't believe it's gone. I'm very, very unhappy. Uh, Kevin in Luton, poor soul, hoping to move. He said, so no more grid girls for Formula One, compared to the good old USA. This Sunday, it's American football. Super Bowl. 110 million viewers last year, and all watching cheerleaders. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Woo! Super Bowl. Check, out the front. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Twelve me batten, twirl me batten. You know, little, little... Oh, no, we get them in London. They'll be banning them in London. New Year's Day parade. Here we are, I'm looking at the girls up on the thing there. Flirt. She winked at me, that girl. Coming on to me like that through my television but uh, you're all out of work girls you know why because some do gooder somewhere went oh can't have that and yet they all love it look all beaming and happy and hi uh hi yeah uh. because if you're if you're a looker you're always going to make money that's why Aussie boy is not a looker you know doesn't matter though we had a which one's that one oh um uh oh uh no I think that's a. Uh, I think that's a. Uh, oh, the answer's yes, is it? <laughs> I got your cheese and tomato roll. I think it's actually quite nice to me, really, because I'm. I'm thinking about. Oh, God, what are you wearing? Honestly, where you come from? Is this called fashion? Where's your little beanie hat? Honestly, we thought. What the beanie hat you're wearing? It the other week. What are you talking about? Oh, that dementia also. I wish you'd come clean about it. There's so many things that we need to help you with, and we're here to help. I don't want you to look on us as the enemy. Seriously, I want you to look on us as friends, okay? And we can help you out. If you've got any little things you want to talk about to us, then we are here to be, you know, to be your your guiding soul. Because I don't want you to feel alienated. The fact you're not speaking the same language as we are. Or in fact, even in the same room half the time. But no, I want you to understand that we've we've got your interests at heart. Okay? We're gonna take a short break. It's it's be care, be, be nice to an Aussie day today. I've decided it's it's part of this care in the community thing. I think it's a lovely idea. Why shouldn't we be nice to people? Just for a brief moment. We're not gonna do it throughout the whole program, don't worry. It finishes about a minute and a half.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Oh, no, it's not one of those parties with sambucas. I don't think it is. Any- I've never had a sambuca. Is that the thing you set it's light just, to? Yeah, it tastes like licorice. Oh, no, oh no, I hate that. Oh, no, that's disgusting, that is. I don't, I don't mind licorice, but I don't want to drink that tastes of licorice. There used to be another one years ago. Pernod. Is that? Pernod, yeah. Uh, Pernod. Uh, Pernod. Oh, Pernod. A Pernod. It's got D on the end. Pernod. It's nice, yeah. It? Oh, that's, have you had that as well? It tastes,
0: yeah, it tastes like sambuca. Well, you
1: must taste like a sweet chop, I should imagine. Night for you boozing. Just watch that roll anyway enjoy. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hate him. Absolutely hate him. I can't begin to tell you. He's so. I just have to pretend to like him because it makes it easier that way. Anyway, nice to have your, uh, your company. Uh, Steve, does this mean they're going to ban showgirls in the theatre? Well, that'll be finishing. That'll be finishing. <laughs> uh, fashion shows, th- th- all of those will have to go as well. People, you know, mincing up and down a catwalk. With that funny walk that they... No, that's all got to go. People in swimming costumes, definitely got to go. Don't you think so? Synchronised swimming, going. Ban all films that have got people in swimming costumes in because it's only viewed by perverts. So that, that's got to go. Any of these sort of things, it's got to be... It's ridiculous. I've never heard anything like it. In my born days, ladies and gentlemen, the idea of banning anything. I mean, you know, summertime, there'll be people in this building, quite a lot of people, coming in in a pair of shorts, You know, in little T-shirts. And that's just the boys. You want to see what the girls wear? I mean, they're going to have to have a dress code. They're going to have to sit down and go, if we banned the Formula One girls, we're banning the boxing girls. And I suppose the Tiller girls will be the next ones. Ridiculous. I've never heard anything so stupid in my entire life. That they're banning it. What for? Why are they banning the Formula One girls? And Formula One, I'm going... "Mm -hmm, mm And so these poor girls who are looking forward to maybe a summer of her earning money, now nothing, girls. Absolutely nothing at all. And I'll tell you what else is coming off. Babe station. You can't have that. That's just basically aimed at the uh, the slutty end of the market. That's gotta go straight away. Any of these sort of programmes. And also, I mean I'm a little bit little bit worried about Anton Deck's Saturday night takeaway. They have people wearing very little with boobies hanging out. So uh, that's the way it's going to be going in this country. Isn't it ridiculous? Have you ever, honestly, seriously, most of you must be sitting there going, what have we come to? You can't sit on a park bench in in uh, Bournemouth because it's full of down and out sitting on the benches. Uh, there's one shop where they don't want down and out sleeping in their doorway. Uh, so they've installed a sprinkler which drip, drip, drips all night uh, so that they, they can't sleep there. And, you know, the people who do sleep in doorways, I mean, some of them have... Let's just call them mental problems. Nobody appears to be going around doing anything about it. It's, you know, you've got Professor Green saying it's disgraceful. Well, open up your house, mate. I've seen it on the television. I saw it through the keyhole. You've got loads of empty rooms. Put your money where your mouth is. Go on, do do something. You won't, of course. You won't. Kevin the Miltman says, Do you think if all the feminists uh, would still be complaining if the pit lane was a mixture of male and female models? That'd be good to see both. Obviously, I won't be putting myself forward. Uh, you and me together, actually. Uh, Mark says, if grid girls are being axed, what about child mascots at football and rugby games? Will they be uh, allowed to as its it's children being exploited? Yeah, they do. They keep leading them out, don't they? Children walk out holding hands with somebody they don't know. That's got to stop as well. What does it mean that we're left? What does it mean? Because of do-gooders? Oh, somebody else on the fashion show thing. Somebody says, I used to um, work for the local council. Read the park benches. Uh, they're not going to put bars across, they're going to make them into individual seats. So a three-seater bench will be three times one seat, so you're not going to able to lie across them. Oh, right. Oh, I quite like that idea. I don't want to... Also, you know, I don't want to go into a pretty park that the council have spent a tonne of money on putting flowers out and everything else to find cigarette ends all over the place, which there generally is, and sort of somebody who's left all their rubbish there and then just wanders off. I'm sorry, if people were more responsible, I could understand it. But nowadays, people aren't responsible. People don't pick their rubbish up, do they? They just drop it on the ground and leave it for the cleaners to pick up. Nobody's got any manners anymore. About time we kicked them into touch, I think. But, I mean, banning all these girls. I've never had a problem with girls walking up and down, disporting themselves. Um, another one here. Uh, got your card. No money inside, says Gary. I know you're a generous man, so just resend with double the amount. This is after my uh, my bro- my brother's guard went uh, went missing because he gave me the wrong address. I mean, honestly, there's no there's no sort of accounting for what goes on, is there? Really? Somebody did say a short while ago, the man who tells stories. That's what I could be, the man who tells stories. And I wish I had loads of stories for you today. I don't really have any stories today. It's a lie, of course. I'll, something will just happen because as you're doing the programme, you're not. Consciously thinking sometimes, what sort of story will I do? All of a sudden a story just pops in, and you go, Oh, right, I'll do that that story then. I was going to go out yesterday for lunch with a friend of mine, but I can't because he's he's got an illness. And I'll tell you what it's called, because I'd never heard of it either, and you'll you'll probably end up sort of having to having to Google the blooming thing to find out what it is. And here it is. It's called um, bum, 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 bum. He, he, he thought it was an allergy First of all he thought it was chicken pox And it turns out it's not uh, It's hand, foot and mouth disease I think Hand, foot foot, and mouth And it's contagious And I thought, everything, I'm going out for lunch You've got another thing coming Hand, foot and mouth, you've ever heard of such a thing I thought, it, I thought he meant just foot and mouth But he had to go the extra bit and get the hand in And, um, and so where you pick it up from i got no idea, it could be anywhere do you know they don't clean the seats on buses very often? So there could be people sitting on there with all sorts of illnesses that we pick up as well at the same time. I've heard people sitting on... I had somebody on the bus the other day sitting coughing without putting their hand over their mouth. Rude people. And somebody walking up here yesterday, as I was walking down, who spat on the ground. Disgusting. As I went past her, I went, ugh, dirty. You know, I like doing that to people because, I'm sorry, spitting is Disgusting. It really is. It's, you know, the worst ever. The worst ever. Uh, I will tell you about Britain's most spoiled toddler. It's another stupid parent who sort of goes, oh, we like to spoil our child and buy him this and buy him that. And you think, do you know, you're just coming over as a complete idiot. A complete idiot. Poor little Rylan is exhausted. Oh, it's like so busy in it out there. I do this job and that job and another job and then another job. We'll just say no, dear. Just say no. You know, tell them you're staying at home doing your eyebrows or having your teeth whitened or something like that. What's the point of inviting a vegan activist in? Have you ever heard of such a thing? I didn't know there was such a thing. A vegan activist who ranted at Jeremy Vine over a ham and cheese sandwich. Dead pig. Mm. I'd like to have gone through the clothes going, oh, well, actually, I know where that was made and I know the conditions out there. Okay, exploitation, dear. Exploitation of people. Marks and Spencer's going to close some stores. Nothing to do with me, I hope. They close it. I think 400 odd people are losing their jobs, mainly because uh, Marks and Spencer's stuck in a t- I'll tell you exactly what's the problem with them. The one in Twickenham has got some members of staff who, if the management were any good in there, they'd have got rid of ages ago because of attitude. I'm not, and that's why I've not been in there since. Since I said I wasn't going in there, I've not been in there. It's as simple as that. I'd rather trek all the way around the corner to Waitrose. Good bit of exercise at the same time. And, um, and they haven't moved on. They're, uh, they're, um, stuff that they had for Christmas was exactly the same as last year. You know, why have they not updated it? They're supposed to be fashion leaders and uh, leaders in food and everything else. Absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Uh, Eamon Holmes, from Brayman Oh, lost my voice. Uh, adds two million to his TV company's coffers in a year. So, he must have enough to retire. Please God, soon. Uh, snow and ice alert as the temperature plunges. And the magic number, the age at which women hit peak body confidence... It's 33. 33 is the matter. It doesn't say it for men, I'm afraid. So we have no idea. We're just assuming that, you know, probably men are around the the same time. Sarah says, are they going to stop these perfume adverts as well? Some of them are very provocative. Mm. Mm. Would you like another squirt? What is it? Mace. (laughs) Toilet duck. Anything like that. Women are being exploited. I want to see female ice skaters and gymnasts in double coats, says Simon. Well, I think if you watched them rehearsing, you'd probably see that as well. And Kevin says, I've just seen an old Price is Right with Brucie. On one of the Sky channels, Price is being shown with two very attractive female models, but a male model as well. Yes, as a guy, should I be offended? The male model's being exploited. It's like, I always love it. They go, uh, da-da. It's, what is it? It's a radiogram. Ta-da! And the male model sits there trying to look anything less than butch. And uh, I think his name was Simon. That's all I can remember. But anyway, it's, uh, but they do have lots of girls. And, and occasionally they will do it if the producer fancies the idea. Let's give away a swimming pool. And so here are the same girls but in their bikinis. You know, loose women, I've noticed, have been very careful ever since I've issued a warning that if I find any... Any sexism on the programme when they drool over male actors or models or whoever it happens to be. I uh, shall be making official complaints. Kind of stuff like that, can we? Uh, Steve, I use those antibacterial wipes if I use a trolley. Sitting in a coffee shop. Uh, on planes. I think you've got OCD. Alex says, get rid of useless staff. Not in this day and age. Can't sack anybody. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You put them on warnings. What you do is you go, this is your first warning. Then you get the second warning. It's like you get the red card. And then, you know, there's no point in having somebody who either is thieving or who doesn't know how to treat customers. Because unfortunately, once the customers start walking and quite clearly in Marks and Spencer's case, they're walking and they're walking very fast. So they're closing, I think they said 14 department stores, maybe because it's just it hasn't moved on. They're, they're sort of, they're going, oh, Marks & Spence is great. And you think, is it? there you go, 14 stores and hundreds of jobs. Uh, the retail operator director says, stores will always be an integral part of our customer experience. Uh, the foods uh, side dropped over Christmas. So the six stores to close in April, uh, Birkenhead, Bournemouth, Durham, Forest... I don't know how you pronounce that one at all. Uh, it's in Swansea, Putney and Redditch, eight stores for closure, Andover, Basildon, Bridlington, Denton, outlet store, Falmouth, Fareham, Keithley and Stockport. There you go. You have been warned. You're listening to
0: a podcast from
1: LBC. Morning, every Kevin from Dudley says, Magicians, will they still be able to have a glamorous assistant? I don't think so, no. I don't think so. I think, you know, gone are the days of having somebody going, ta-da, or going inside a box or doing anything like that. It'll have to be men. It'll have to be men going inside. The oh, idea, I mean, if they'd done away with the Formula One girls, I mean, there's no end, is there really? All these people now out of work, all thanks to who? A Financial Times journalist. You know, because that story, if you notice, that story's gone completely disappeared. The story about, you know, the, uh, the club that was at the Dorchester, and apparently girls being groped and abused, which turned out maybe not to be as many people as we thought, and still nobody's been to the police. I'm beginning to doubt the whole thing, actually. I fly a lot, says Mike, from London to New York City in business class, not cattle class, clearly. I always wipe down the seat arms and table with an antiseptic wipe. I don't want to pick up other Germans when I pay four grand for a flight. You're not paying four grand from London to New York in business, are you? Bloody hell, I can get you a better deal than that. Much better. Front page of the Telegraph this morning, the BBC women on the march. Some of them you'll know, some of them you won't know. Uh, some people, they're all there because they're all complaining about the money they're getting. Which is interesting because Naga Manchetti, who's right in the middle of the picture, earns a lot more than her male co-part. Co-part? Cohort? Whatever it is. So they've got people here. They've got Sonia McLaughlin. Sorry, Sonia, I have no idea who you are. Uh, Kasha Madeira. Yes, Louise Minchin. Uh, Razia Iqbal, Nagamanchetti, Miriam O'Reilly, Mariella Frostrup Kate Adie and Kate Silverton, and uh, and they're all there. But some of these people, I mean, like Nagamanchetti, I think earns a lot more than the bloke that she presents with. So what's she doing there? What's she doing there? Kate Adie of course, is sort of you know. I'd like, you know. I always find it interesting because you learn what these people earn in in sort of monetary terms. I always like to know things like that. Uh, Steve, m s is a shop for grannies. Tweed. Uh, Martin reckoning you get pineapple shampoo from Superdrug. It's called Faith in Nature. £2.74. Is it, is it really smell of pineapple, though? Because I love the smell of pineapple. I love the smell of pineapple. I think pineapple is such a good smell. And it's got enzymes in it, so it must be very good for washing with. But uh, I, As I say, I bought the rhubarb one, because when I took the cap off, it does smell nice. They always go, I hate it when you walk into a shop. And they go, can I help you? You've only just walked in the front door. Um well, while I'm having a look around, two kebabs, please. One with salad and one without. You know, just to wait. We don't do we don't do them here. Oh, do not? Oh, well, I should go somewhere else. And then walk out the door. You know, go somewhere else for your business. I don't want to be, you know, leave me for a couple of minutes. But don't just say, you know, can I help you when I walk through the door? It's like they do it in McDonald's just to really annoy you. So can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help anybody? Can I help myself? Hello. Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? And then you sort of go. Um, I always look up at the menu like I've never seen it before. I think it's marginally more entertaining for me. Uh, do you have um, an ice cream? You know. And then again, would you like to take part in our in our customer satisfaction survey? Hello. Can I help you? Can I help you? I mean, it, it, you could win a Ford Focus. And you go. I don't care. Would you like chocolate sprinkles? Get on my nerves now. I don't want chocolate sprinkles. It's like Subway. We used to have a Subway around the corner here, and it's gone. It's now sort of a cafe-type thing, I think. I don't know, don't know what it is. Lamb hot pot today, Phil. Did I miss yesterday? Because I saw... Um, I was waiting to see you on this morning, and uh, I didn't get you. We got that uh, irritating little Italian bloke. What's his name? It's, um, oh, see, how quickly I forget. He, fe- he features with, uh, with sort of Holly Booby on... Um, on the thing. Oh, Campo de Gino Campo de Gino was on yesterday doing, doing something with sausages, squeezing sausage meat out. It looked disgustingly awful I was waiting for you to pop up and go I've got a lamb hot pot or a mutton hot pot which sounded an awful lot better and uh, there was a picture, because the other day they had, uh, oh there we go, there was even time to chow down on a mutton hot pot as the Royal sampled the delights uh, of that with Phil Vickery Oh and Campo did something as well hmm, yeah. Perhaps he obviously said, I know I want to be here you know, I part of this programme. Anyway, they had a dog there, and Charles turned up with, with Camilla. I do like Camilla. I think she's, she's quite good fun. She enters into the spirit of it. And, um, and it's, it's quite good, which is good. Uh, today, today, says Phil, That's what we like here. I don't want to miss out on these things. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit funny. Somebody tells me something's going to happen, and I look around and it doesn't happen. Uh, so M&S is a shop for grannies. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Actually, we're going to have to stop Holly Willoughby wearing any dress that shows her boobs off, aren't we? Really, we don't want any sort of, you know, things like that. Or for people with a foot fetish, any open-top sandals. You know, we don't want to see people's feet poking out because it could be very embarrassing for certain people. They've got a picture on the front of the sun of some of the uh, Formula One uh, Grand Prix grid girls. I have to be honest, I don't know where they got this lot from. uh, They've accused snowflake motor racing chiefs of forcing more women out of work. Uh, Bernie Eccleston. 87 also slammed the decision, says these girls were part of the show. Fans love the glamour. They do. That's the whole idea. And also it's a job for many of them. Where else could, you know, where else would they be working doing something like that? The whole idea of it. They walk around and they look glamorous and and that's, that's what it is. Oh, Prince Charles on a beach with a turtle that's going, put me down. I'm heading for the water. And off they go. When little turtles are born, that'll be the last time you see them for 45 years. But they go back to the same beach every year to lay their own eggs. Is that amazing? I think. How do they know it's the same beach? Because it always is. Uh, the reason says Paddy. Uh, staff ask if they can help as soon as you walk in is a way of deterring shoplifters. You obviously look dodgy. What are you saying? You come from Andover. We know your blooming history, right? That's why they don't give you shops in Andover, do they? Do you have to do fingerprint recognition when you walk in? And also, somebody called Paddy. In in Andover, I'm sorry, I don't think so. You must live in the bad side of town. You're in the council side, because it's, it's not a, a posh name, is it? Oh, this is my friend Camilla, and this is Paddy. You know, it just doesn't work, does it, really? It's um, it's very sweet of you to make a contribution to my programme, but frankly. Oh, well, I'll tell you who died. Apart from quite a number of people yesterday, I should imagine. Hannah Hawkswell. I'll tell you about her a bit later on. She did actually achieve the age of 91, which was uh, a little bit surprising. Kate was wearing a coat in memory of Diana. I hope it wasn't the same one. And also the castle dubbed the Downton of Wales. Beautiful place, beautiful. It's uh, only one and a half million. And one of the papers has said that's the price of a single flat in London. No, it's not. I do talk crap, honestly, some of the times. But uh, yes, so the Downton of Wales, one and a half million. I mean, that is not a lot. That is not a lot. I could almost push myself for that one, I think, if I decided. Red Ken sparks a new storm over Hitler. But it's the woman who decided to charge for her boy's birthday party. If you want to come, uh, the twin boys, it's £6 a head. And you think, but parents normally pay for this, don't they? That's the whole idea. Parents fund kids' birthday parties. And that's the whole idea that that's what you do. Oh, by the way, apart from the, the Vine rap about the dead pig... Uh, from somebody called uh, a militant vegan. Perhaps he hugs trees or something. Um, An East End a storyline about pub landlord Mick Carter asking Masood Ahmed how to make a curry has been branded racist. Well, asking somebody how to make a curry is racist. All these little snowflakes, honestly. Isn't Matt Stadlin a snowflake? Didn't somebody tell him he was a snowflake? I don't know, what is a snowflake? What is it? I thought it was something that came down at Christmas, but apparently not. What is it? It's from the Film Fight Club, OK, who, who get offended. And so apparently, oh, right, oh perhaps I'm a snowflake then. Probably I'm a snowflake. But I get offended by loads of things. I don't mind, though. I don't mind. I'd have no problem being a snowflake. I think it's great to have an opinion. But, uh, you know, to complain about, you know, you've got a ham and cheese sandwich must make a nightmare for these poor little people to wander around shops. How you cope, I've got no idea. No idea at all. But we, we worry about them. Uh, the shop sprinklers targeting the homeless. It's a tan salon, and uh, it's all brand new and lovely. They don't want people sleeping rough in their doorway. People urinating in their doorway. No, thank you. No, thank you. So they've got these, uh, these sprinklers. And, of course, all the, all the do-gooders have gone, that's outrageous you can't do stuff like that. Well, I'll tell you what, you invite these people into your house, OK? See how long you last. See how long you last. You won't last very long at all. It's a case of, you know, don't do as I do, do as I say. Uh, also, uh, Ryan Clark Neal's decision to quit the... Oh, who gives us stuff, honestly? <laughs> I mean, seriously, why would anybody be interested? I see that uh, Gemma Collins, the J.C., uh, is out uh, propping up a bar in the Maldives or somewhere like that uh, in between filming for this, uh, for this dating thing, which, of course, as you can well imagine, she's not taking seriously because she's being, she's being seen by Arge. So he didn't need to sort of worry about anything else. I mean, God, he must be desperate. He really must be. What do they talk about? Nothing. How much money did you make last month? I made like (laughs) £15,000. Also, a rescue crew ordered to move their air ambulance as they tried to treat a heart attack victim. They were told there was a health and safety issue after landing outside the building site of a housing development. Good Lord. The Warwickshire and Northamptonshire air ambulance landed... Below on the Off area at Leamington Spa, the developers, uh, Persimmon Holmes, said the area contained hazardous materials. The boss, Neil Williams, says at no point would any of our staff obstruct the emergency services. They yeah. will say that afterwards, don't they, really? I always like to hear about it. So how many... 14... St- uh, 14- Marks and Spencer's shops closing. Somebody said to me when I was complaining about them earlier on, you know, the usual dingbat. It was sort of right. They said, I'd like to complain about the Steve Allen show where he was advocating, you know, people going not to Marks and Spencer's. So anyway, I issued a writ against that person. I haven't heard from them since. It's amazing, really, isn't it? I love the power. I love the power. Please, you know, it's, it's just too exciting. And, and you think, no, no, no. I'm sure I'm not responsible for Marks and Spencer's and their poor quality Um, turning up everywhere. You know, even the toilet paper's not as exciting as it used to be. The sandwiches are the same. I never understand. People stand in front of the sandwiches going, oh, I don't know, shall I have egg, mate? You think, it's been the same for the last God knows how many years. How long does it take you to decide? Like we all had to sit on the bus the other day waiting while some bloke gets on and produces his card. And he goes, beep, beep, beep. Turns it round. Beep, beep, beep. Turns it round again. Beep, beep, beep. Turns it backwards. Blows on it. Puts it beep, beep, beep. And I felt like saying, get off the bus, No, the bus driver let him get on the bus. He didn't have any money. Uh, I will tell you in a moment about uh, Brian Matthews. Brian Matthews is a compulsive liar. He swindled £500,000, they reckon, and he turns up to court on a mobility scooter. I tell you, I'd be out there shouting, You crook! You crook! He turned up the other day. He actually uh, was carrying crutches, he admitted stealing a quarter of a million they're just waiting for the other one to uh, to come through and uh, they say here he's been the overwhelming likelihood is you'll receive a lengthy jail term fantastic i bet he won't you know they'll go we're going to send you to prison for 3 years suspended for 12 months ridiculous isn't it why don't we just send these pr- people to prison and leave them there like the, uh, the the toxic tramadol girl leave her in there for th- you know they've said oh she's looking so much better couldn't care less could not care less drug smugglers i'm afraid they they get short sharp shrift on this programme from me.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Uh, Somebody says here, as Victoria's never with her husband nowadays, maybe Brooklyn is giving his dad some tips on how to pick up girls. God, you don't think he knows, do you? <laughs> Seriously, he trails around like a lap dog. It's very embarrassing, really. I hate it, uh, Steve, when you eat out and somebody disturbs your meal to ask if everything's all right. They do. They ask all the time, everything all right? Everything all right? You feel like saying, and I always say, Steve, yes, lovely. Please give my compliments to the microwave. And Alex says you're not allowed to be offended in case you being offended offends the person you say is offending you. Because we're all offended now, aren't we? Everybody's offended. Somebody would be offended by something I say and I go, why don't you go listen to something else? Do us all a favour, you know, because you're obviously not bright enough for this programme. This, this programme only takes people who've got qualifications. And sometimes we, we do actually mention the fact that uh, in the future you're going to need to show your qualifications to be able to buy food in the supermarket. And you're going to starve. It's as simple as that. I hope the bloke who wipes all the surfaces on business class flights with antibacterial wipes also wears a mask, since the air on a transatlantic flight can be recycled around eighty times. I think it's when it's still on the ground, actually. Uh, that's uh, from William. And uh, Gail says, "Does Camilla still smoke?" I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, she did quit before she married. They used to say, you know, she she did smell like an old ashtray. I wonder what Prince Charles thinks about it. Well, she doesn't smoke. So it doesn't doesn't actually come into it. She did used to smoke, but she doesn't smoke now. Rebecca Vardy, it's finished, darling. Please, please, finished. Go away. Her husband uh, doesn't want to have any more babies, so she's she sort of issued a statement saying, I mean, I'm sorry, darling, you, you're actually confusing us with people who give a toss about you. We don't care about you. I'm not remotely interested. You, your husband, couldn't care less. It's your, your family. Go and look after them. Ridiculous, isn't it? My husband said, no more babies. I want babies. No, unfortunately, your, your so-called show business career has disappeared. Uh, Bex is right in the firing line uh, because where he wants to build this stadium is right in the middle of gang warfare. Miami is dangerous. But, of course, obviously he doesn't know that. It's cheap. The land will be cheap. And that's uh, and that's why. And so they've also got, uh, you know, residents of the ghetto. They've got pictures of these people. There's a lot of hookers round there and uh, all sorts of places. Uh, Victoria must be crawling up walls, I should imagine. What are you thinking of? Where did you take Brooklyn? You took him into a club owned by a killer. Fantastic. Are you stupid or something? I don't know. It's only going to go worse, isn't it, really? Uh, The Vine Vegan hamming it up. This is a vegan activist who blasted Jeremy Vine. Uh, Apparently he'd left his lunch on show in the studio as he interviewed some bloke I've never heard of before. Uh, He's a celebrity vegan. He's a former convict. Big surprise there. So, in other words, you'd have to chain everything down in the studio just to make sure it wasn't going. Certainly the ham sandwich wasn't going. And he says, I'm a bit upset to see your sandwich has a piece of pig's body in there, a dead pig that didn't want to die. Because obviously he's bright and intelligent and knows these things. When he also objected to the word ham, Jeremy asked him, what would you rather call it? He said, "I'd, I'd like you to call it the dead body of an animal that didn't want to die. I suggest you go back to Australia, darling. It's the best place for you. They're obviously used to your low-ranking low arguments in there. It's a pig that didn't want to die. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> There's no argument to it, is there really? I can't be bothered. It's just too much a waste of time. Uh, a majorly drunk Katie Price looking so ill and bad. Honestly, she's with clubbers. The clubbers are better looking than she is. She apparently attempted to sing. The club was saying, please, please don't sing anymore. Please don't sing anymore. And uh, she pulled strange faces and was said to be in a a mess. club has said she was totally incoherent. She went on stage in Bangor and then had pictures taken. Unfortunately, because she looks so dreadful now, um, it's just, it's sad, isn't it? It's like watching the dying embers of somebody who used to be attractive and glamorous and could be fairly coherent to being a drunk, incoherent, really desperately, desperately ruining her face. You know, she shouldn't be allowed out anymore. Who books her? Mind you, the club was only charging a fiver. It is in Bangor, isn't it? I want to waste too much money. Uh, Steve, shame over Hannah Hawkswell passing. Uh, no, she's dead. She hasn't passed. She passed before. But uh, as I say, when I f- I'll tell you the story of her later on. Because when I first encountered her, I seriously thought she was in her 70s. Turned out she was in her late 40s. It's just that she'd had a hard life and didn't wear makeup. And so she became a television celebrity. She was discovered by a journalist. Uh, Dean says, I thought she was already dead. Well, I have to be honest, I was surprised she was 91 when she died. But she lived... Oh, I'll tell you later. I'll I'll tell you you later. It's a nice little story, actually. Nice little story. I like it. It encouraged me to go out and buy the DVDs. And if you haven't seen them, uh, get them. Get them, because it's, it's, it's good. Celebrities have called for a ban on crabs and lobsters being boiled alive. Um... Chris Packham and Bill Bailey are among those who do Oh, not Chris Packham again. He's everywhere, isn't he? I turned on there's Chris Packham again. He's turned into sort of... a. Uh, uh, don't know, just make sort of films about him, really. A bit like Professor Green. He's going to end up being very boring. But, um, you know, we've had this stuff for years and years and years and years. More years than I care to remember. You know, 40, 50, 60, 100 years, more than 100 years. And all of a sudden, uh, we don't want crabs and lobsters to be boiled alive. Well, that doesn't happen very much, does it? We used to do the same thing. We used to boil people alive and pour boiling oil over them, and uh, hang them and everything else. So it's only, I mean, you know, people say, what about, what did I see the other day? Oh, they opened a scallop, and they they were proving how fresh they were. This thing was still pulsating inside the shell. And then he cut it, and he said, put it in your mouth. And and, and I thought, that was very cruel. Mind you, I had a nice bit of beef the other day. I really did, actually. I won't eat lamb, only because it makes me ill. Not, nothing to do with sort of any, anything I'm thinking about. I haven't eaten, what have I not eaten? I don't do veal, don't do veal, uh, which is okay. Uh, But and I'm not into crabs and lobsters. So uh, I have tried. I have tried, but it just doesn't. uh, It's not for me at all, I'm afraid. So I should be eternally grateful that it's not for me. We just have a little little pot of crab paste and that was about it. Um, 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 Charles turns up on this morning. Um, and uh, the dog got friendly with him. Yeah, it's a very funny little dog, isn't it? Anyway, Poor old Charles, he likes that. Uh, and why is it only middle-class feminists who have the right to do what they want with their bodies? It's the people complaining. I don't know wh- where this is, how this has escalated. Is this all come down from that Financial Times journalist? And this thing, has it just escalated from there? Because I don't understand why all of a sudden, you know, girls who turn up to all the formula things have now been axed. So all the agencies are going, I'm sorry, girls, we haven't got anything for you. There isn't any work now, the activists will be out there complaining. Uh, also as the orca is taught to mimic human speech, lies, lies, and then there was that one. It didn't it didn't speak at all as you discovered yesterday on the programme. So you had the trainer going Hello and it sounded a bit peculiar, didn't it? And then and then the orca went uh mm. I mean it's just it's just blowing air through its hole. Uh, anyway, and they want to know real, and also and then it counts, so it didn't. Sorry, one, two, three, four. Uh, 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 that was it. And we're supposed to think that's, a, that's a, an orca speaking human speech. If it is, it's far more intelligent than we are. The whales singing in the Caribbean, they ask, how can it be heard by a chum who is 4,000 miles away? 4,000 miles away. But they do say that. It's like if you're in Regent's Park... On a Sunday morning, you can, um, you can hear the howler monkeys. I, c- I can't do the impression of it, but it's, I can hear it in my mind. And uh, you can hear them across the park. Lobsters, a friend of mine says, have been around for 350 million years. They saw the dinosaur come and go, uh, regarded them as the chances of their day. I love... Did you ever see that David Attenborough thing? Where they're going along the ocean bed, all hanging on to each other. Did you see that? It was lovely. It was so sweet. As I say, I don't eat lobster. But there's a limit to what, uh, what can be kept. They have to measure them when they come out. And they've got a little thing. And if it's too small, it goes back in again to be caught another day. <sighs> but as I say, because I don't eat it, it doesn't really bother me. I was watching a programme about the Queen the other day. Not Rylan, Not Ryland. The real one. Who's at Buckingham Palace and uh, Windsor. And they were doing a banquet there. And all I kept thinking was, Meghan Markle has got no idea... It's like, a, it's like a city on the move, that place. The chefs in the kitchen, you know, the people who look after the grounds, the people who, you know, look after the table settings. They've all got different, you know, page of the toilet, then you've got page of the glasses, then you've got the assistant page of the glasses, then the assistant florist, assistant florist to the castle, assistant florist to the special rooms. Then you've got the people who unpack the cases of the people. So it's the ladies of the harem of the, called the King Caractacus were just passing by. And it's, it's, uh, she hasn't got any idea... Any idea at all? It's all ceremony, and it's all and it's all nice because I like it. I like the idea of royal family. Not interested in half of them, but uh, the Queen and and Philip can stay, as far as I'm concerned. News coming up at five o'clock this morning. Uh, Biddy Baxter, the doyen of Blue Peter, five thousand episodes. Uh, the drug Brit in the Egyptian jail. According to the family, she looks so much better now. Yeah, she always looked the same. Don't worry. Jeremy Corbyn jumping on the hospital parking fees bandwagon. Uh, the Grand Prix. Grid Girls, the veteran broadcaster, who says he's trying to live as long as his new contract, and the Globe Rotters, the two thieves who stole a globe full of money from Gatwick. They're being hunted. We're
0: hunting for you as well. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. It's Thursday, first of February. Go on, pinch and a punch. First day of the month. No returns. White rabbits. White rabbits. All these superstitions. Does it make any uh, any difference? Probably not. But, we we say it just in case. So, uh, among all the stories in the papers today, there's another, uh, another set of parents who are pleading to a judge not to switch off their baby's life support. The hospital have said the baby is only surviving purely because he's on a life support machine. And then all of a sudden, Rebecca Vardy gets involved. No idea why. Is she medically qualified? No, not at all. Uh, and then there's the other story, which I think probably appeal to people, especially parents nowadays. Because if your kiddie winks are at school, the chances are, in the course of the year, they'll be going to about 20 birthday parties at least, depending on whether your kids are popular. And the whole idea is there'll be somebody and they go round to their friends in the class and they issue party invites and you go there. And it's a bit of a one-upmanship thing. You've got to make sure that your kids... But gone are the days of having them at home. Now it's easier to go to special places that deal with kids' parties. So it can be climbing frames, it can be pony rides, it can be all sorts of things. The, the more glamorous it is and the better the goodie bag, the more the party gets talked about. Nobody wants to come home and go, the goodie bag was rubbish. You know, so you do the cake. about I do you? Back into the kitchen, cut the cake, wrap it up in, you know, pretty, pretty uh, paper towels and everything else. And then uh, it sort of ends up... In a little goodie bag, which might have a rubber in there. Like, you know, proper rubber. And, uh, and a pencil. And a, ball- and a balloon. <laughs> Just thought about the implication. It was so funny. And, um, and sort of, you know, a ball to play with or something. Anyway, it could be all sorts of things. Because that's what the kids want, the goodie bag. You know, and sometimes, you know, you get a disco. Or you might get dressing up. Or you might get games or something like that. In the case of a mother here, it's led to a bit of a squabble. Uh, Her name is Ruma Ali. Uh, She's 29. She asked other parents to pay towards the celebrations for her twin boys at an indoor play centre. She said she wanted to invite all 60 of the boys' classmates to ensure nobody felt left out. The single mother, a former council worker, uh, who is now struggling, uh, studying, sorry, (laughs) studying for a degree... um, said she couldn't afford to pay for everyone, so asked people to contribute £6 per child. But she was shocked after another parent challenged her request in a message posted anonymously. The post read, My four-year-old has been invited to a classmate's fifth birthday. The said parent has hired Fun Valley and stipulated a payment of £6 per child on the birthday invitation. My older kids are in secondary school, and in all my years of hosting and being invited, I have never been asked to pay for attending a party. Is this the done thing nowadays? The party to celebrate the fifth birthday of Miss Ali's twin boys, Cheyenne and Kyan, is to be held on a Sunday at the Fun Valley Indoor Play Centre near the family's home in Leicester. The basic charge for birthday parties at the venue is £10.99 per child at the weekend, meaning the cost for 60 children is around £650, even with... The parents subsidising the cost. Miss Ali expects the bill to be around £500 after extras like goodie bags and a cake. She says, I'm a single parent. I think you've got it wrong, dear. I'm sorry, I think you've got it totally wrong. Then you'll just have to explain to your children that, A, you don't invite the whole class. That would just be ridiculous. Because not every child would want to go because you've got to buy a present. Um, several parents have defended her some some saying if you don't want to or can't afford to pay the six quid don't go yeah that that would be my argument against it it's a case of you know if you don't want to pay six quid don't go you know just say terribly sorry can't make it busy on that day just tell lies you know I'm not remotely bothered about whether she's single parent or anything like that what she's doing is giving her kids I suppose the best party they're five years old they wouldn't know if it was a good party or a bad party so uh, she wants to charge how it's going to end up I don't know Somebody said, none of my parties growing up were extravagant affairs. They were always at the birthday child's house. We played silly games. The birthday party packages at Fun Valley include 75 minutes of playtime, 45 minutes use of a private party zone, hot food, squash and invitations. They're entertained by the likes of Mickey Mouse. I hope they've got permission for that. You can't just sort of start using the character. But uh, so they actually get because uh, I've actually done kids parties before. When I say done them, I've done them for... For my, uh, with the the help, obviously, of the parents of my godchildren. When they were younger, they had them. And they would get loads of food in and squash. And all they really want, kids, they would sit down. They don't understand about sweet and savoury. They just cram anything onto their plate. Jammy Dodgers, chocolate things. You know, they all sit on the ground. Then the cake comes out. Everybody half-heartedly sings happy birthday. And you all bugger off home. And that's about it. And they go with, with their goodie bag. And it was done. Now, the special party venues. They're all over Essex. You know, when they say playtime, that'll be in, in cages with climbing bits and balls everywhere. Lots and lots of coloured balls that you can climb in there. And the kids like that sort of thing. Or you can go ice skating or they can have pony rides, you know, in an indoor school. They can have all sorts of things. There is tonnes of stuff now and it's all designed to extract money. But if you can't afford to do it, don't have a big party. Have a very small party for the kids at home and don't tell anybody at school. Because you don't have to invite. You don't invite the entire class. That's just stupid. Mostly, it'll be, you know, 30 people at a party. Or if they're young girls, the party would be a sleepover. That would be their idea of a bit of fun. They'll sort of watch television. I mean, did I have birthday parties when I was a child? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean when I was a child? Uh, they were, I don't know. They were just normal. I can, we, I've got me on cine film uh, in Hong Kong. And my father said, right, this, this is your birthday. And so everybody will come to the door and you, you won't hear it because there was no sound on our cine film. They're obviously they're knocking on the door. We open the door, the child goes, Have earth this and gives me a present, and I then sort of take, take the present, and they go, thank you very much indeed. Then they go inside to the party, where they all stand around looking like lemons, and we play games, because our family was very good at doing games. Nowadays, the parents haven't got the energy to start organising games and pin the tail on the donkey. I mean, my favourite was Kiss Chase. That was my ultimate favourite. That's where they blindfolded you. And you had to go around just snogging anybody. Phew, I don't know, I was up for that one. I stopped that uh week last Tuesday, I think. I can't remember, actually. But, uh, sometimes i just sort of blind myself on the bus, blindfold myself, and then just sort of sit there, saying, and then go, what are you doing? And go, where's the rest of the party gone? You know, it always amuses me. It doesn't really help on the bus. But though no, that we, we did kiss chase, pin the tail on the donkey. Now it's piñata, where you hammer the heck out of a piece of cardboard, which has got sweets in it. It's easy just to go to Costco, get a big bag of party sweets, have a sweet... Chuck them out there. You can buy lots of little bags of Haribo and stuff like that. And they're always... Kids don't know. they just Listen, a little packet of that and a rubber. This rubber's doing the rounds, isn't it, this morning? You know, in there. And they're more than happy. The cake they're not particularly bothered about, but they might eat it over the course of the evening. But the rest of the time, the amount of food that we would throw away afterwards, because, you know, you'd pour out big bowls of crisps and jammy Dodgers, and you'd go, anybody else, any, any more gin and tonics down this end of the table? You'd go... And we had it one year, it was very good because there was an entertainer. I mean he was very good. He did magic, he did games, he did a disco, we all dressed up, we all had a bit of fun. But it's it's a big thing now, and of course that's why parents go out to these places and say, listen, leave all the kids here. All the parents sit in the uh, in the restaurant or sit there watching through a glass window to make sure their little and it's not uh, not gonna be damaged. Excuse me. Oh delicious. Do you know it's my one of my better cups of tea there? the tea bags are definitely getting better paintballing is the latest party uh, must have, yep very good paint, paint, people like, I've never been paintballing my mother would never let us do paintballing what you go out, I get you all dressed up and you look all nice then you come back covered in paint I don't think so, thank you very much indeed uh, Steve says Ben, I love liver and bacon, I wonder what the vegan would have said about that well uh, see I also like liver and bacon and mashed potato equal rights for potatoes got to start that one haven't we and, uh, and Paddy says, I'm very offended. I live in the posh part of the town by the golf club. No, you don't. You just think you do. I know what people are you like. I know. It's my, I used to have an uncle, Paddy, who was in the army. And, uh, and he, he had the big, bushy moustache and, uh, and everything else. So, anyway, just going back briefly to the, the twin boys' birthday party, I can understand why she's doing it. It does make her look a bit cheap that she can't afford it, because it's in, you've only got to do it once a year. You're not doing it twice a year, because they're twins. They've obviously got the same birthday, and that's uh, and that's quite a good idea. Ken Livingston's in the paper today. He's sparking a new storm. You do sometimes wonder as he gets sort of ever-ancient. He does spout all sorts of things which just upset people. Um Sleeping... Oh, my goodness, what on earth is going on here? Alistair Stewart. And, um... <laughs> Sorry, I've got to read it out. Sorry, Phil, I'm going to have to read it out. It's in the mail today. It says, most TV stars are happy to greet each other with a quick quen- mwah, mwah, air kiss. But Fern Britton was determined to secure a more wholehearted embrace when she spotted Alistair Stewart at the, uh, the Costa Book of the Year Awards. Fern almost knocked him off his feet at Quaglino's in St James's as she grabbed his face and planted a lingering smacker on his right cheek. Fern then appeared to grab Stewart who's been married to Sally Ann Young for 40 years as he jokingly tried to escape her affections. Last month, Fern revealed she'd rather have a cup of tea than make love to her husband, Phil. <laughs> Mind you, sometimes, Phil, a nice cup of tea is a good idea. I'm enjoying a cup of tea this morning. Of course, I'd rather be having a blooming good, you know, but uh, unfortunately, it's it's a cup of tea. I toast yesterday. Well, no, I'm just being honest. I'm sorry. There's no point in these people going. Have you heard what some other people say on their radio programmes? I'm almost, you know, I'm almost monastic on this programme here. Seriously. Uh, Lust is great, but when you love somebody and you trust each other and you're in bed together drinking tea and chatting, that's a true relationship. She's absolutely right. She's absolutely right. I think all this other SEX stuff is a bit overrated. I was only saying to Anne Widdicombe the other day, I said, you know, it's overrated, Anne. It's overrated. You don't need to bother. And she went, I won't. And so she didn't. With the right food, you can avoid getting it. That's diabetes. What to eat. Unfortunately, if you've already got diabetes, you're kind of stuck with it. I spoke to a friend of mine the other day. I'll just tell you, his name's Michael. And his sugar readings defy description. Absolutely. He woke up the other morning... And he got, and he got, um, his reading was four. Was it, yeah, 3.4, I think. Something like, whatever it was, it was very low. He had, now what did he have? All he had was, I think, an egg sandwich. He did his reading again, 39.4. I mean, unbelievable readings. You know, and when he goes to the doctor and they look at his little machine and they they check it and they go, are you sure? You know, "What, what else did you have to eat? I said, I didn't have anything else to eat. So his is just all over the place. At least mine's reasonably consistent. Phil Vickery is having a cup of tea right now. <laughs> Sorry, I just just thought of something really really peculiar. Because I'm having a cup of tea as well. And There's something satisfying. I remember I told you years ago. We uh, we went out. Me, mother of my godchildren, and the uh, and the kids as well. Apparently Fern's snoring at the moment. <laughs> I'm sure she'd hate it if she knew we were saying that. She's coming in to see me next week, actually, um, because she's got a uh, book out. So she's coming in next week. So you've got no no secrets, Phil. After next week, again, as you know, because as you know, there's three of three of us in your relationship. There's me, you, and the wife, and uh, that's the way it should always be. I forgot. What you, oh, yes, we we go to Southend, which actually I quite like as a day out. I'm, I'm cheap and cheerful, me, and we walk down the pier on the train. And we got down there and they've used it. I think Jamie Oliver's used it and Jimmy as well. Little cafe there and we had a cup of tea. And, do you know, that was years ago and it's stuck with me ever since because we queued for about 15 minutes to get a table and we sat outside and we had a cup of tea and it was the best cup of tea I've ever had. And I remember sitting there thinking, do you know, life does not get any better. You know, you can keep your haliborange tablets and your drugs, your paracetamol and your anodine extra. Give me a cup of tea. And a, and a sea breeze, and looking out at South End and I could not be happier than a pig in... Oh, look, that's the time.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC. <laughs> Somebody just wrote it, it's so funny. You have no right to publish
1: somebody's uh, medical information. I know, I but I don't care. I don't care, actually. I tell everybody about mine, and also, I don't think actually giving out your blood sugar readings is actually confidential. It comes up on a little metre. Grow up grow up. Uh, People talk talk about growing up. People complain about television adverts, basically because they've got no life and they're a bit sad. You won't believe the ones they've complained about. Seriously. When I was younger, says Mina, my birthday party was in our family's living room playing musical statues, musical chairs or even a game of Twister. Dad would pop out to get McDonald's and we'd also have some ice cream cake and jelly. Perfect. I know. I think kids are so demanding nowadays, because they've been to something, they go, oh, so w- what What was little Abigail's party like? They go, well, actually, it wasn't as good as, as uh, you know, Holly's, and Holly's was bigger than so-and-so, so it goes on. My mother, uh, like yours, did all our parties at home. Sandwiches, jellies, cakes, all made by herself, says Pat. I oh, know. We did uh, pinning the tail on the donkey at Christmas. Getting the, the donkey in the lounge, Steve, was well worth the effort. <laughs> Old ones are the best. And, um... Uh, Marilyn says, no wonder they say, hold on, the bus is moving if you're sitting there with the blindfold on. Yeah, but I like the I of rolling backwards and forwards down the bus. That's the entertaining bit for me. Uh, which tea bags do you use? Uh, the ones in the kitchen here. Sometimes I bring my own in if I'm feeling in a mood for having a, a bit of Earl Grey or Lady Grey or British breakfast or something like that, but I'm not really that uh, fussy. I, I even do Yorkshire tea bags. I'm not proud. I can do any of them. Blaming you for going off my diet, Steve. With all this talk of food at the gym, listening to you as usual. And, um, and Grace says, I haven't had liver and bacon for years, but your winter warmer sounds delicious. I will be making some for lunch. A friend of mine wrote in and said, how about mashed potatoes, cheesy mashed potatoes with chives, loads of butter. We used to grow chives in our garden. We'd go out there, my mother would sort of... It's quite, quite trendy, isn't it? It's very on-trend to have uh, all these things in your kitchen, all these herbs. I mean, I don't cook, as you know, but, uh, but that's good. Phil says, in that order... You, her, and me. Yes. There were three in the bed, and the little one said, Roll over, roll over. So we all rolled over, and one fell out. There was two in the bed, and the little one said, Roll over. And so that... We used to do those when we were young. We used to sing these songs which went as a round. You know, and the, uh, you know... There were 7,695 green bottles, hanging and you, know, you had to try and remember what it was, you know. And then you, the other one was, I went to market and I bought a packet of crisps. And the next person would have to say, I went to market and bought a packet of crisps and, and a cucumber. And, the next, and so you get, until you got to about 12 down the line, it was like, do you ever play the game Simon? Which was the electronic game. It would go, it would have a series of lights on it, and it would go blue, red, green, yellow. And then you'd have to go, da, 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 in the same order. And it would go, beep, beep. And then you, it would give you four. Then it would speed up. That was a very good game. Simon, electronic toy. You can probably still find it, I should imagine, uh, which is good. But uh, mashed potato, I'm not sure about chives in mashed potato. I'm not particularly, I don't think chives are particularly interesting. My mother used to put them on salads. God knows why. We were very odd, actually. Uh, Steve, was I neglected as a child? I never had a birthday party. Well, what you didn't know about, you didn't miss. So the answer is no, you weren't. You know, we didn't We didn't have much money. You know we, we, you know, we were just an ordinary family. Mother baked and did it and uh, had a little part-time job as a school governor and that was about it. You know, dad went out to work. But uh, no, my mother cooked. She cooked a meal every day. If it was lunchtime, it might be sandwiches or something like that and a yoghurt. But uh, it was always, we never went hungry. But we just didn't have a huge amount of money. I don't think there was anything we ever missed in our family. Well, I don't think so. I don't think so, but there again, if you didn't know about it, you wouldn't miss it. Uh, Barry's tea or lions? Always stuck up me we doing my trips back to Southern Ireland. Somebody sent me some Barry's tea. Surprise! I'd never heard of it before, but uh, they went back to Ireland and got it. Uh, do you think they should ban carnival because of the women's dress code says Hema? Well, you talk about that. Oh, I never thought about the Notting Hill Carnival. I mean, technically, if they're banning all these other things, yeah. I'm not sure if they're banning it or whether people are doing it voluntarily. The Formula One stopped the, uh, the grid girls. What about boxing? They're going to do... I think that's stopping as well. Oh, they're not... They're keeping it in boxing, are they? Oh, dear. It's not very good, is it? Not very good. I'm not sure we want that. So the adverts that, uh, that have been banned, and uh, there's a whole list of them, actually. Uh, most you'll remember uh, the Macmillan Cancer ad. Not Not banned. These are the ones most complained about. And this was a cancer sufferer shown receiving chemotherapy um, and then vomiting in a sink and crying before being comforted by a nurse. 116 complaints about that one. 116 complaints. Uh, ASA says we understand some scenes, particularly the one in which the the man vomited, were distressing to some. There was also another one, wasn't there? They say Sue lost her fight for life or whatever it happens to be. I don't have any problem with things like that. I mean, I really don't. I really, really don't. Uh, Maltesers. This was an advert that had complaints. 92 complaints. Oh, incidentally, the Macmillan cancer was not upheld. Neither was Maltesers. And it featured a woman in a wheelchair who described a spasm during a romantic moment with her boyfriend. And so, no complaints. Well, there were 92 of them, but it didn't uh, go any further. Uh, O2. Not upheld. Two men kiss and break a smartphone screen as one is pressed down on the table. 125 complaints. Who are these people? Uh, Currys versus uh, PC World, I think, not upheld. Mum and Dad reduced their kids to tears by telling them Christmas would be traditional with no TV, then revealed they were joking as they led them into a room with a state-of-the-art television. KFC's uh, Hip Hop Chicken is Britain's Foulest. Britain's Fowler. This this had the, the most complaints. Pulled in 765 moans uh, ahead of money supermarkets, strutters. You know, the builders. You're so money super... That one there. And uh, despite 30,000 complaints, the ASA... 30,000 complaints! The ASA found no grounds to ban any of the top ten. Of course not! 30,000 complaints. Not all about one advert, was it? Uh, also, Dove... Uh They've got thing here. Complaint 391. Dove said sorry for any offence and pulled the ads. ASA did not investigate. Match.com. 293 complaints. The ASA said the ad did not cross the line. It showed a lesbian couple kissing. I think people need to get over themselves. McDonald's. Do you remember this one? I thought this was a good one. 256 complaints. McDonald's uh, apologised and pulled the ad. I've got no idea why. Wusses. And this featured a boy and his mum talking about his dead father and a filet of fish burger. I thought it was a charming advert. Charming advert. But uh, you always get the Moaning Marys, don't you? They're all out there. VI Poo. See, I don't like that one either, but I wouldn't wouldn't be bothered to complain about it. And uh, 207 complaints. Uh, Not upheld. Not upheld. So, uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's a bunch of... uh, the, The money supermarket one... Four hundred and fifty-five people complained about it, and it's it's the bloke in the shorts doing the, you know, like an all the single ladies thing again. Not upheld. Who would be complaining about it? People with no lives. People with no lives. It's it's all very disturbing, isn't it? Really. Um, apparently, oh, I've got a link now. Somebody sent me the Simon Swipe game, aged eight. A little bit out on that one. Uh, Hasbro games, toys, electronic memory game, kids with, with kids with manual. One for March the 17th, says a friend of mine. March the 17th. People always keep saying to me, so when is your birthday? And I go, actually, it's St. Patrick's Day. And there's always a very good joke that goes along with it. But I can't repeat it because it's probably uh, thought uh, to be a little bit rude. Uh, Linda says, never had birthday parties, but Dad uh, had always had a car. And weather permitting, went out on Sundays to the coast. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was part of our, you know, big thing. Uh, Steve, very sad to see Hannah Hawkswell has died age 91. I, was, I thought she was dead already, to be honest with you. But uh, you should get the DVDs. They're very good. I think it was, was it Peter Cockcroft or something it had something to do with it. I'm pretty certain. Mashed potatoes and spring onion cheese, if you fancy. Yummy. And uh, Jackie says, you are as funny as purr. Thank you. And I think it's the parents who are trying to outdo each other with the birthday party, says Elaine. You are not wrong. You don't want your kid going to school and people going, God, your birthday was rubbish. You want them to go back and go, that was inspired, your mother dressing up as a witch. That was really... And then when she flew out the window on her broomstick. Brilliant. Loved it. You know, because you get all sorts of that. You don't want something that goes on too long. You know, generally a couple of hours is quite long enough for a birthday party because the kids want to go home and play on their computers and tablets and stuff like that. But it always amazed me how many young kids turned up with mobile phones. Seriously, I, and I'd spent all my time blowing up balloons. What do they want to do? Stamp on them. Stamp on them, the little little blighters.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I
1: want to tell you a story. Okay, this is a story of a lady who came to prominence some years ago on our televisions. Her name was Hannah Hawkswell. She lived in the Yorkshire Dales. Uh, Somebody came across her. I think he worked for Yorkshire Television and he couldn't believe how this woman was living. Uh, In the 1970s, I think they made several documentaries about her. She lived alone, at a place called Low Burke Hat Farm. She had no electricity, no running walker. I mean, she was the the last of the many generations of tough Dales women. And the documentary called Too Long a Winter chronicled her life. You saw her struggle to run the farm after the death of her parents, and she survived on less than... £200 a year. She went on to feature in a number of further programmes, including one about her first trips outside the UK called An Innocent Abroad. After she left the farm in the 80s, the fields around her former home were turned into a wildlife meadow known as Hannah's Meadow. And I remember they moved her into a into a house. If you if you saw a picture of her when she was doing the uh, the documentary, you you would have thought she was in her nineties. She died at the age of ninety one, and it was it was a little known aspect. She was it was quite charming, and I revisited the documentaries about uh, a year ago. We got a little clip of her from the uh, the first one called "Too Long a Winter." Uh,
0: that's something that one can't just choose to do. A good marriage is a good thing. If one's privileged to meet anyone, um, uh, I think there's all the difference in the world between a good marriage and being on one's own. But of course, about, if it isn't a success, well, that's there's not. I think there can be nothing worse than being obliged to share a roof with someone you're um, utterly at variance with. That's Very interesting listening to talking.
1: About that, because she lived in this house, there was no electricity, there was no running water. If she wanted water, she had to go to the stream, which in the winter was frozen, so she had to break the ice to get to the water. Her food was hanging up in bags because the place was overrun with mice. The mice who came in for the warmth, I mean, how she survived, God alone, her hair was white, white as your grandmother's hair. And you listen to her talking there, and she'd never married, she lived with her her parents, and they then moved her into a house and she'd never been in a house. Not not a proper house which had mod cons, like you turn on the tap and there was water. She'd never had that. She was a Dales woman. And, um, and she lived to 91, so it only goes to prove that when you saw her and you, I urge you to get the DVDs out, because if, if you hadn't heard of her and you didn't know anything about her, I promise you it's an education. A real education. And she would trudge through the snow to try and find where the sheep had vanished to. And um, and it was really quite remarkable. I hope she ended up with a little bit of money later in life, and they paid her for the documentaries and stuff like that because uh, she was she was a special person. I'm delighted. Too too long a winter is on YouTube. Watch it. You must really watch it. And uh, you know, it's break your heart at times because you think she was a very simple person. She didn't she didn't seem to expect too much out of life. Well, she didn't have anything. You know, compared to what people have got nowadays. You know, you look at uh, farmers, and then you look at what she had, and she trudged over in the... Fi- I don't think she had a shower. It was, what did she call it about? She had no running water in the house, and no electricity. How can you ever have a house in this day and age with no running water and no electricity? It was candles. And she survived. She'd sell a cow, and and then she'd get a little bit of money. And 200 quid a year she lived on. My God, I tell you. They don't make them like that anymore. Hannah Hawkswell, who died the other day at the age of... 91. Sam in Rochester says I'm 22. Well done you. Uh, my parents brought the Simon game 35 years ago. They handed it down to me and it's amazing. So much better than today's gaming technology. But good idea to have Simon at children's birthday parties. or oh, they'd never manage it would they really. Uh, B from Clitheroe. Uh, uh, Thanks to you I'm now a happy lady with a milkman. Well actually a milk lady. First delivery tomorrow and I'm very excited. You should embrace your milkman, not literally embrace them, please. We don't want Kevin to be sort of, you know, wrestled to the ground or something like that. Phil Vickery and I um, both like mashed potato, Heinz beans and grated cheddar cheese. Yum, yum, yum. (laughs) You can't beat it. You can't beat it. Seriously, it's comfort food. It is absolutely the best. I might even have that. I might even have that when I get home today because I've got grated cheese. I've got mashed potatoes and I've got beans. I also bought a six-pack the other day of, um, of tomato soup. But I haven't managed to get round to that yet. I haven't quite managed to get round to it. Uh, Steve, why do parents worry about their 3 year olds kids' parties being a disaster? I don't remember my parties when I was three. No, but it, they just don't want people to sort of say bad things about them. James in Fulham, Fulham, says, We didn't have birthday parties when we were kids, just cold showers and the cane. That's if you were lucky. Well, when I was at prep school... Uh, and you had a birthday. Your parents sent a pound down and for a pound you could buy, I think it was something like four Arctic rolls. I think they were like 25 pence each. And and that would be your birthday. The school would do you a cake or perhaps your parents bought. I can't remember how that happened. But anyway, I just knew that there'd be an envelope from my parents. I recognised my father's writing and that would contain some money. And so that all your school friends, they go, it's Stephen's birthday today. And you'd stand up and they'd go, OK, we're going to sing happy birthday. And you go, happy <laughs> birthday to you, squash tomatoes and stew, egg and butter in the gutter, happy birthday to you. And then, they, because they all knew they were going to get a slice of Arctic roll, a bit of a treat, a bit of sponge wrapped around some ice cream and a bit of birthday cake. My God, we were easily pleased. Phil Vickery sounds surprised that I've got a six-pack. Well, somewhere under here there's a six-pack. Somewhere under, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know where it's gone at the moment. It's all ridiculous. I ate some grapes the other day. I'm not supposed to eat grapes. Uh, because they sort of, they inflate me. And I gave some to Joanne Webb as well. And she felt exactly the same. But they were very nice. Very nice. Uh, all you need for a birthday party is a jelly cake and a few rounds of Squeak Piggy Squeak. God, Squeak Piggy Squeak. Do you remember Squeak Piggy Squeak? You just reminded me of a game that we used to play when we were little. I can't remember what it was. I just remember. Did we did we make the noise or did we have it? I can't remember. I really can't remember. Squeak Piggy Squeak. Good Lord above. Amazing, absolutely amazing. <laughs> I do not remember that. I do. Well, I remember the name of the game, but I can't tell you how it was played. But everybody else remembers that. A friend of mine, Lizzie, would go, Oh, squeak, piggy, squeak. It was simple, wasn't it? It was simple. You know, we'd go and play sort of robbers and, you know, red Indians and everything else in the garden. Woo, like that. And you'd gallop around on your horse. Used to look like a scene out of a sort of a, a film, a very cheap film, very cheap film. 84850 steve at lbc.co.uk. Why did Melania turn up to the uh, address, the State of the Union address, all by herself? They claimed she was showing some people round, but of course that was a load of old cobblers. And it turns out it's because a hooker had claimed that Donald Trump had paid her off. Melania were very cross. Very cross indeed. Didn't like that idea at all. Uh, Front page of the Daily Star today, they're looking at uh, Formula One axing the glamour grid girls. Also break-ins, forcing Celebrity Big Brother to ax the live evictions. Um, Which, to be honest with you, is is probably safer in the long run anyway. Just sort of get rid of these, but nobody cares. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to have to announce a winner and that's voted for by you. Uh, Whether or not it is, I don't know. That's how they say it works. Because sometimes you think, who's voting for Anne Whittacombe? Which people in the country are voting? I don't know. I I couldn't get uh, hold of that at all. Uh, Also, the Corrie lap dancer sparking a sex job row. Well, that'll have to be stopped immediately. You can't have lap dancing. That would be outrageous. Oh, look, a little picture of uh, Mark Wright with Michelle Keegan. She still doesn't have a job in America, so I hope she's saved her money. Oh, look, a picture of Molly King. What do you do? Answer? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. They say the Strictly Come Dancing star. I don't think so. She was dropped. They didn't want to take her on tour. And uh, and she was kicked out of the show. Well, She wasn't a star. Or two. Who wrote this? Who wrote this stuff? They say she was attending the opening of um, an alcohol-free drinking experience. In other words, she was doing a freebie. That's what they do. They go, can Molly turn up? Uh, yeah, she's not doing anything at the moment. It's it's for alcohol-free. Oh, she'll do that. She'll turn up to anything. Are there any goodie bags or anything? Uh, might be. Might be. So anyway, so she turns up there. So it's just ba- the other people who turned up. Zoe Hardman and Tiffany Watson. Pretty pretty low rent, isn't it, really, I'm afraid. Pretty low rent. Uh, also, what was the other one here? There's a nice picture of... Uh, this is Lisa Armstrong. They go heartbroken. Listen, she might not be heartbroken. Why do they say heartbroken? Just because she's split with with Ant. I mean, very shortly she's going to end up with about 50 million quid. Do anything she likes. Pull anybody she wants. Not bad at all. The coldest ever alert. The big chiller's arrived. I think it's in this studio this morning. I'm totally convinced. And um, another one here. Uh, Paul says, you keep mentioning people that we're supposed to know who they are. So Phil Vickery, that's the one married to Fern. Well, quite clearly, quite clearly. Otherwise, why well, would be, you know, I would be using people's surnames all the time. I just sort of otherwise I could say just Phil or I could say a friend of mine, you know, who's a celebrity who I never tell you who it is. Because I have lots of people like that who listen into the program, which is always very entertaining for me. Uh, if I go on holiday, I don't like to alter my milk order from the uh, from the milkman. I tell my neighbours to take it. Says Marilyn. Yes, Kevin says, please do not discourage the ladies from embracing me. I suggest a national hug a milkman day. I, I'm oh, couldn't comment. Don't want to get into trouble about hugging. You know, because people might go and it might be you know hugging an, a milkman who doesn't want to be hugged. Might get that. Still to come. Here he is, the uh, spoilt child. It's, again, it's sort of, you know, ridiculous parents who uh, spend a lot of money on a child and then decide to tell people, either in a television programme or in a newspaper or something like that. I always think I keep very quiet. If you've got loads of money and you can afford to spend this much money on a little child, who well, I'll tell you about in a moment, then you're going to be a target for any thief who happens to be listening. I never understand why people go on the Antiques Roadshow. And I live alone and... I've got this Rembrandt uh, on the wall behind me and I, I brought it in. I mean, is it worth anything? And they go, um, that's seven million. Oh, sh- should I get it insured? And you think, why would you go on television and show people what you got sitting at home? I never tell anybody what i got at home. The fact the sitting room is piled high with £50 pound notes is neither here nor there. I always think if, you know, if burglars break in, at least they'll clear the place for you for free. Which can't be bad, can it?
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: <laughs> 10 to 6, a friend of mine says, Am I like Everard to your Larry Grayson? Do you know, I was watching Larry Grayson the, <laughs> the other day, and it was at the good old days. And he comes on stage, and, you know, he, he perfected the camp act very well indeed. And it was all, you know, the Muckineer, and he's uh, anybody's for a balm cake. All that kind of stuff. And the audience were absolutely doubled up in laughter. It was just hilarious. It was, and I remember thinking then, because he actually came out on stage. He, he was very good at playing humble. I interviewed him once. I went down to the um, to the Shepherd's Bush Theatre. He was doing the Generation Game. And they'd just done... Somebody had sold a story on Marilyn Monroe. And he was, he was horrified. Horrified that people would, uh, would do a story on Dear Dead Marilyn. He said, couldn't believe it. And... Um, he was very interesting, very very nervous man, smoking and, you know, sort of, It, 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 was, it was very good. How we got the interview, I cannot remember, but, uh, where it is, I can't remember either. But uh, no, you're not my Everard, you're more my Slack Alice, I suspect. <laughs> Steve, all these parents trying to outdo each other with birthday parties, I bet they all sit around not talking to each other with their nose in their phones. Bring back jelly and ice cream, or oh, jelly and ice cream, squeak piggy squeak. Incidentally, the player is blindfolded, then has to sit on a lap and say, squeak, piggy, squeak. They win if they guess who it is from the squeaky piggy noise they make. Best fun ever, says Jill. Best fun ever. And so, so they've got to squeak and you have to guess who it is. Well, how does that work if somebody just squeaks? I don't, <laughs> don't quite work it out, but anyway. Thinking of Noreen, uh, says Jason, my sovereign driver, as she says goodbye to a dear friend. Also, lots of love to the lovelies. Yes, Absolutely. And uh, Steve snowing in Glasgow. Oh, it can't be, is it? Oh, I do have sympathy for you then, because I know what it's like. People go, oh, it started snowing. I do have a snow shovel. I'm all ready, just in case it wanders down here. But I, I think it's I think it's not likely to be happening. Well, I do. Well, I hope not anyway. I don't mind it. It's definitely cold enough. Definitely cold enough. But I just, I don't want it. Uh, Steve, I've just finished the latest chemo cleaning windows. Lovely. Uh, I bet the six quid kids party would be better value for money than the five pound to see Katie uh, Pint. Sorry, Price. Yes. I've heard uh, a rumour. Peter Andre's on tour again, says Mike, as a backup act, a little mix. Have you got any info? Because I, I just want to make sure I'm as far away as possible. <laughs> he is actually going on tour. Uh, top seat price, 90 quid. But you do get a photograph with the great one. And uh, that's very exciting. But no word yet on the tour of Australia. I suspect that'll be conveniently forgotten. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty uh, certain. Tanker driver Phil says, I'll look for that documentary tonight. Our cottage in North Lincolnshire still has a pump in the garden, although obviously it's got running water inside the house. We've got a coal fire that heats the water. We had one of those too. And we also keep oil lamps for when the power goes out. The power supply is on poles to the village. So when stormy weather comes, the lines can be disturbed. I know sometimes the ice on the, uh, on the wires would bring them down. We used to get that a lot, a lot and he said, Mrs. Uh, tanker Driver, every so sort often I turn out the lights, light the oil lamps and sit quietly listening to the radio, which is rather lovely. I thought we used to have power cuts all the time when we lived up in Yorkshire. <laughs> all of a sudden you'd look out and every house would be in darkness. <laughs> Not that we saw any houses because it was all dark, but it was lovely. It was, I mean, it, it just, you know, I just sometimes I read and I look at some of the things that are on the television. I think it was so much better in our day. You know, the thing thing that scared us in our day was was doctor who now it's loose women you know it's the fact that katie my god what have you done to your face woman and all these other people sit there and you start now the latest as i say is Stacey solomon she claims she was propositioned by somebody in the music industry and i'm saying tell us who it is don't just sit there and you know make because people won't believe you tell us who it is take it further you know, but people don't nowadays. And you think, well, we should be in that day when, you know, if somebody's sort of basically propositioned you for getting you into the music business, I want to know who it is. I want, And I'm surprised that they didn't push for it on the programme. And, uh, Steve, I've just tried hugging the milkman. He told me to go do one. I think so too, actually. I think so too. It's just, I've told you, do not go anywhere near milkman and start hugging them. It's just not right. Five to six. Five to six. You'll notice on this programme we don't do too many um, time checks because, uh, to be honest with you, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered at all. But here is Britain's most spoiled toddler. It won't be. There'll be another few few ones out there, I promise you. He boasts £20,000 worth of designer goodies, including a model Range Rover. Hugo Balogun, who's two, two years old, has been showered with fancy clobber, expensive toys and lavish parties by his doting parents. Mum Tia and Dad Lloyd have spent around twenty grand, which means they haven't. This is the over-exaggeration. Let's see all the bills, shall we? Okay, On luxury brands, including Gucci, Hugo Boss and Ted Baker. IT consultant Tia says Hugo is our little prince. No, he's not. He's a child. Okay, And it's definitely his dad and grandparents who spoil him most. We're both very stylish and, uh, and were brought up around designer brands. So it's just the norm. People say we spoil him. But it won't make a difference. I don't look at the price when I'm shopping. Oh, God, stupid as well. <laughs> Seriously. Everybody looks at the price. Everybody looks at the price. Hugo's parents live in Greater Manchester. Lovely. Uh, and they update their youngster's wardrobe every season with labels such as Ralph Lauren, Timberland and Burberry. Is two. Is two. For the lad's first birthday party, Tia and Lloyd, who owns a logistical company, whatever in God's name that is, uh, organised an airport-themed bash, costing around £1,500, and included a runway, departure lounge and baggage check-in. He's two. What's the point? I mean, to be honest with you, he's beginning to sound like a pain already, and he's only two, but it's the parents who are ruining him. I mean, fifteen hundred quid, actually, darling. I hate to tell you that. That's peanuts down here in London. Fifteen hundred quid for a party—you'd barely get the sandwiches for that. Go. Oh, you want to go to some of them in the hotels? Thirty thousand, forty thousand, fifty thousand, two hundred and fifty thousand. Was it Petra Eccleston's? How much did Petra Eccleston's wedding cost? I think you'll find it was in the region of at least eight million. And you're talking about fifteen hundred. Don't make me laugh, for goodness' sake. But. Uh, $5 million for, Petra, for, uh, for Tamara Eccleston's uh, wedding. So, really, Tia, you're obviously on the cheaper end of the market, dear, 1,500 quid. But uh, for Hugo's second birthday, he was given a £500 toy Range Rover to match his parents. He added, she, she added, we work very hard to have the best of everything and do the same for our little prince. And don't believe we spoil Hugo. Well, what are you talking to the papers for? Because quite clearly the papers will be going, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know, you do spoil him. And then you tell people. As if it's, you know, it's like Victoria Beckham when she showed us the inside of that ghastly house in Notting Hill, which was, uh, you know, I didn't see any decent furniture. I just I just saw a Spartan staircase. Nothing on the walls. Nothing on the walls. And she's wearing sunglasses indoors. I mean, really? It's just, it's just a, a naff kitchen. <laughs> How about a vintage Steve Allen segment at the weekend? I would love... To hear you with people like Larry Grayson. Parkey a, uh, went on a very successful world tour with clips of his best bit. Yes, I always think that. You could go back so long and you could have sort of... In fact, we have done it, surprisingly. I think over the years we have had vintage Steve Allen. Although, actually, I don't think it's ever been called vintage Steve Allen. I think it's. I think it's been called a retro look back, I think. Something like that, when we sort of go back. Because there are the LBC archives, and I'm sure I'm in it somewhere. I'd have to be. I've been around since God created the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, so, uh, so Hugo and his mother, the funny thing is, they go, he's, he's now got his own Range Rover to match his parents. Doesn't match his parents at all. His is white. I mean, if they really had any money and they weren't a bit cheap, they'd have had it sprayed the same colour as their own car. I'm sorry. You've either got class tier or you're at the cheaper end of the market. And if you go, we spent 1,500 quid and you got, wait a minute, they got a runway for that. Uh, they also got a departure lounge and a baggage check-in. Must have been really cheap, dear. 1500 quid? Blimey, I tell you. Come down to London. We could show you a thing or two about spending money. You want to go round old Eccleston's house? Tomorrow. She's Got 50 staff in the house. You know, what. And also, is it her husband? No, it's the other one's husband. He just lost 90 million pounds worth of stuff apparently stolen from his safe. And you spend 1500 quid and you can't even afford to get the poor kid's car sprayed the same as your own. I saw somebody the other day in Twickenham. It was a bloke who had his son in a little car, but he was controlling it. It was a remote control car. And, and that looks a bit dangerous, but there you go. And um, yeah, so that was. I just thought I'd mention that actually, just in sort of passing. Vintage Steve Allen. I don't think I'm old enough to do vintage. I hope not. Anyway, nice to be company this morning. It's uh, Thursday. It is Thursday, isn't it? Oh yes, because it's. Um, you know what it is today what I call Country Life Day. This is where it's called Fantasy Lottery. You go out and you you sort of you buy Country Life and then you go, what would I buy if I had loads of money? You pick a house and then you think, if it's that nice, why are they selling it? I always worry about it. Noel Edmonds sues the bank for £60 million, uh, after a crowdfunding legal fight. Um, Katie Price gets drunk in a nightclub, embarrasses herself yet again. Uh, Britain's most spoilt toddler called Hugo, and that's the last you're going to hear about him on the programme. Standing at work can help you shed nearly half a stone in a year, and Marks and Spencers are going to close some stores. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. I'm not up north, all right?
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Nice heavy company. Four minutes past six. Pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. No returns. White rabbits. Okay, that solved that problem. Anybody else got any problem with sort of anything, you know, to do with superstitions about the first day of the month? So I only realised the other day what a short month February is. It's very depressing. There's only 20 working days in the month. And then that's not including the weekends, of course. And uh, so it's, it's sort of fairly quiet, really. So then we m- we'll move into March. Marginally more entertaining, I think. Marks and Spencer's going to close some stores. Uh, eight to start with. Then there'll be another load that they're closing. I don't know what size they are. I'm really not too sure. Uh, apparently, over Christmas, they didn't do very well. And so 468 staff will be, they say, relocated. So I'm assuming that they will then sell the sites or they'll be sitting here. We We had one in, who was the furniture maker? Was it Multi York? Multi York went out and we had a big Multi York in, in Twickenham. So that's uh, that's gone. In fact, I only knew the other day when I walked past it. I couldn't get off the bus. It was full of blasted school children. Oh, are they dreadful. Dreadful. They just pile onto the bus. They sit in all the, the seats for the elderly people. I, I make a move. Get out. Little blighters. So, uh, Mark Suspense is closing. I think because they've not moved with the times, you can get better stuff elsewhere. And um, it's it's just, it's not moved fast enough. I mean, the one in Kingston is enormous. But it's never heaving. And you kind of worry, is that one going to be next on the... Because they've got two. One either side of the road. I mean, whether they're called flagships, I've got no idea. But we've lost quite a few stores in uh, in Kingston over the years, I wonder whether this could be the next one. Who knows? You look at them, don't you? And you start, it's like Woolworths went. We never thought Woolworths would go. I always thought there'd be, uh, you know, enough people to keep it going. But of course, there's enough people thieving from these places. The thieving must be legendary. I'd love to find out what would be the. Uh, you know, the amount of money they think they lose every year to people. Because two people nicked from Gatwick Airport the other night. A big round globe. You sometimes see them when you come off flights, it's a big round globe. And you put money in the top and then they, they can change it into currency that they can use. And two people just picked it up and walked off with it. Obviously no no police at Gatwick anymore. But they must have worked that one out, uh, I should imagine. Uh, Theresa May is getting tough on migrants, we're told. Snow and ice alert as temperatures plunge. Uh, Hannah Hawkswell. Do... do Go to YouTube and check her out. Seriously, very interesting. She's died at the age of 91. Uh, Britain's super nannies. Uh, The super nannies are earning £100,000 a year. I think these are Norland nannies. There are all sorts of nannies you can get professional people in and they will look after your child. You can just carry on doing whatever you want to do. Uh, The shop sprinklers. In this particular case, I think it's a sunbed shop, uh, they don't want homeless people sleeping in their doorway. They have to step over people in the morning to try and open up. They did it in Twickenham. All they've got to do is just not put an entrance to the shop, just make sure it's flush with the pavement. It doesn't stop people. We have some bloke sitting, again, outside the other day, muttering in a rather pathetic little voice, have got any spare change? Why can't they just say, excuse me, have you got any spare change? That would make far more sense. Um, the £500,000 swindler, he claimed he was paralysed, of course, another compulsive liar, who turned out not to be paralysed at all. They saw him walking about all over the place, pushing his wife. He claimed he couldn't walk at all. Turned up in court, you know, he's obviously hoodwinked people. In fact, at some point, he was not being examined by doctors, but they were passing him as unfit. What sort of doctors are these that pass people as unfit without seeing them? God, I wish my one was like that. Um, also, bucketing down the local slang for lighting up weather forecasts. Oh, it's tipping it down today. I'll, I'll come up with all of them. You'll know most of them, I think. Uh, the celebrities calling for a ban on Crabs. And lobsters being boiled alive. That's Chris Packham again. He likes his little thing and yet wants to put in song titles or something else like that, doesn't he, when he does his things? I can't work out if I like him or if I don't like him. I can't work out if I think he's just an interfering busybody or he's just a bore. I can't can't work it out at all. To lose weight fast, diet with a partner. That's what they always say. It's no good going to a gymnasium by yourself. That would be silly because you won't do anything. You'll just sort of stand there going, er... I just sit on the rowing machine uh, okay, that's enough let's do something else let's go and have a shower and then uh, out again the nursery which says it's healthier for children to sleep outdoors obviously not when it's raining I wouldn't have uh, thought that would be uh, that would be very silly wouldn't it people going out there going you know uh, where, where are the kids uh, in the garden sorry they're in the garden we think, it, we think it's better for them if they're actually outside in the garden uh, the Express, the Formula One girls are banned. PC culture is driving the world mad. Well, certainly in this country. They still have cheerleaders in America. Big business to be part of a cheerleading troupe. UCLA have got a huge cheerleading troupe. They they actually form part of the New Year's Day parade. I think we've had, you know, 400 of them in before now. More than 400, which is amazing. And they come from all over America. And now Formula One. So the, the grid girls, you know, stand there, you know, number five. And then they turn the thing... That's, that's finished now. They've decided to uh, to get rid of them. And I just feel sorry, because all of a sudden, people who thought they had a nice job coming up, you know, booked in for it, um, sorry, they've, they've decided to axe you. Why? Well, oh, because the Formula One people got a bit jittery. The people might have started picketing them, because they've got girls who love doing the job. Why don't people mind their own business? If somebody likes doing the job, let them do the job. That's what people do nowadays, isn't it? You know, they do say... Nobody's forcing them to do it. If they don't want to do it, don't do it. But I promise you... There is a plethora of girls who want to do it. Never mind birthday parties, Steve. What about the amount of money parents spend trying to outdo each other on school book week fancy dress? We never did that. I don't even know what that is. So it's, you you dress up as Harry Potter. God, how boring. Um, book characters. All right. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, Bish in Northampton says Larry Grayson was one of the funniest comedians ever. When he was reading trivia about the contestants on The Generation Game and came across something interesting, he'd just stop and peer over his glasses at the camera. That's all it took. He'd look there and he'd go, raff, You know, and that would be it. Uh, Steve, was Larry Grayson the first personality to introduce gay, as in have a gay day? Uh, oh, God, no. No, 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 no. Well, it was the donkeys years before that. Larry Grayson just kept it going. He'd been doing the clubs for years. Ages and ages and ages. And then uh, they'd seen him doing something and he auditioned for the Generation Game and he just took it over. So it went from, you know, very slick programme to Larry, who you thought wasn't in control. But in fact, he knew exactly what he was doing. It was a very clever act that he'd done for ages and ages and ages. And all of a sudden and he sweated, though, something terrible, something terrible. You could see him standing there and oh, his top lip went And uh, it it was just it was just very sweet. Very sweet, actually. I was on a train to Victoria the other day. uh, The other day, says Mick, and every passenger in the carriage, one bar me, was scrolling or speaking on the mobile phones. I know. I know. Uh, Also, a trailer, says Andy, that I saw the other day. Peter Andre's got a new series on Quest Red. It's 60 minute makeover. Oh, it's obviously moved from ITV then. They obviously decided they'd had enough of it. And it's a home renovation show. Oh, I know. That's where Pete... I mean, he doesn't know anything about home renovation, seriously. He knows about doing his hair and, uh, and trying to pretend that he's still a musical star. That'd be like sort of... <laughs> I, don't know. I was trying to think what it would be like. P- Peter Andre, who can't get gigs now and thinks he's going to launch a musical career. He can, he can be with Puff Daddy in the studio. It wouldn't make the slightest difference. Peter Andre is seen in the musical world as naff. You know, if you ask people who buy you know, the records which are in the charts at the moment, and they go, so will you be playing Peter Andre's new new single? People will be going, you what? Of course not, <laughs> don't be silly. It's Peter Andre. Peter Andre is just one who features in OK! magazine. He's basically killed his own career. He's done it quite successfully, actually, really. But uh, I wonder if he sings to his audience of a chippy plumber and plasterer. No, no, he doesn't. Well, I don't think he does, anyway. That would be a bit silly, wouldn't it? I mean, what can he do? Mysterious girl. And then he came up with classics last time round, which is the route that they all do, but it's Peter Andre, so it's never really going to get anywhere. And if you remember his last Christmas album, was it the one sold in Iceland? Every day I used to come in and report back on how many they'd sold. It was never too many. Never too many. I've been listening to uh, LBC for 30 years. I'm in the music business, says Julian. They all say that. Does that mean you bought a record once? And, uh, and he said, I remember you hosting a beauty or health feature that included a guest who was advising people on how to improve their look. No, I never did that. No, 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 I never did how to advise people to do their look. We did a programme on hairdressing, and we did, uh, we did make-up, but that was, uh, that was it. But uh, she described a long list of ailments and problems with the way she looked. Not me, absolutely not me, definitely not me. I could tell you that for a fact. And Germany uh, means to find No, it definitely wasn't me, though. No, we never did anything like that. That wasn't the sort of thing we did. We either did hair care with Stephen Way's salon, who's married to Gloria Hunniford, and uh, his salon was in New Bond Street. I still think it's there. I don't think he has it anymore. And upstairs from him was Max Clifford. Max Clifford had the office upstairs. The girls would come down. But Stephen Way's salon had been there for ages and ages, and they came in to offer hair care advice and give away free samples of Paul Mitchell shampoos and treatments and things like that. And Estee Lauder used to come in, we used to have Sarah, Sarah Griffith. She would come in and advise people on makeup because, you know, you go to the top company and they advise. But we never had anybody who was sort of, we didn't do those sort of makeover things. That wasn't me. Perhaps somebody else did it, but it definitely wasn't me. I would remember something like that because that sounds like we were laughing at somebody and, uh, and we wouldn't have been allowed to do that because of the companies that were involved. So maybe somebody else. Maybe somebody else. Uh, Charles gets rough as the TV puff. Uh, pup takes the mic. Charles and Camilla turned up on this morning and um, and they obviously had a nice oh Pip Schofield must be due for some awards soon mustn't he? Does he have an award? Is he, is he sort of an OBE? They give it to Eamon I should imagine. They probably give it to just about most people nowadays. Is he back? Is he working still or has he sort of given up? Uh... <clears> There's <throat> a joke for Phil Vickery this morning before we go to the, uh, the news. How do you approach a dangerous cheese? Carefully. Okay. You can you can take that. One. You can use that one yourself, actually, if you like. <coughs> as long as you copy me in on it, I'm fine. That actually came from uh, from a, a
0: regular listener to the programme. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, really Nice to be company. Welcome to Thursday. It's the uh, 1st of February today. 1st of February, which is uh, a short month, but it doesn't matter, really. It's the fact we're into February. I mean, it's, you can't believe, can you? We've had Christmas. We're going to rock it through February. Then we're into... Happy birthday too, Steve. Birthday. Yeah, and then we're going to get through that bit, and then and then the next thing is we're into oh, April showers. May I call you? And then we can be giving out Easter eggs. Oh no, we're doing Easter eggs already, aren't we? Uh, the BBC protest editor stopped treating staff as enemies. It's all kicking off down at the BBC, isn't it? It really is. And um, this is Carrie Grace, Gracie, who told the corporation stop treating the female staff like an enemy. Blimey! See, people are never satisfied. They'd offered her a hundred thousand pounds, I think she turned it down I'd have been so grateful I'd been so happy <laughs> for a hundred thousand pounds I've never been that lucky I've never been made redundant <clears throat> well I have but I've never actually walked away with any money from it and I was always I was always very very disappointed very very disappointed and uh, always thought that you know maybe I should uh, maybe I should sort of try and get not made redundant, but, you know, when you read about people, they go, so-and-so was made redundant, and they picked up £1,700,000. Well, failing that, if you were with Goldman Sachs, the bonuses at Christmas were like, Let you get £20 million here, £10 million there. Probably grossly exaggerated, but either way, I remember thinking at the time, it's very interesting, isn't it? Uh, Mike's uh, in New York City. Which is not a place I want to be at the moment. I don't know why. I'm not, uh, it's not that I'm anti New York City. I've been there a, a few times and I quite like it. But I should imagine it's probably absolutely freezing cold over there, which is the way it is here. Sometimes I get friends of mine who are in uh, different places abroad and they go, What's the weather like over there? And you go, It's blooming cold. Blooming cold. And they go, You've got no idea what cold is. You want to come to where we are? It's absolutely freezing cold. Uh, also what was the other one I got actually Oh I'm still reading all the uh, the tweets uh from Simon Thomas this is the ex blue peter presenter who lost his wife and who wrote um a very good blog the other day about how he's feeling he he's uh, freely admitted he's not actually sure um how he can get back to work he doesn't he's not in the right mindset at all but he did manage the other day to take uh, a picture of tonight's supermoon so gradually, slowly, and it's going to take ages to get back in. You know, people have said to him, because his wife died very suddenly, they weren't expecting it at all. She died within three days of being diagnosed. And, uh, and it knocked him and his son for, for six. And uh, p- people were saying, you need to get back to work as soon as possible. And he said, I just can't. I just can't. He just, I don't think he, he would know how to cope with that at all. And I said, you know, you you stay at home until you think you're ready to go back. Any company worth its salt would be saying exactly the same. You know, you, you wait till you're ready to come back. I just did two weeks because I, I was just getting bored at home. And you just, you know, you longed for sort of, because everybody you met just kept saying the same thing. I'm so sorry. And it's, I know it sounds awful at the time, but you think, oh, if one more person says I'm sorry, you know she scream, I think. Uh, 84850. Um, a friend of mine, Nick, he says, why does Sky News have to compile footage of ultra-religious Jews only when talking about the rise of anti-Semitism? Interesting point, actually. Interesting point. Nick Lazarus, who gets younger and younger by the day. Oh, seriously, I, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. All these people, they're supposed to be certain ages, and nobody wants to look their age nowadays. Which is, uh, which is quite good. And um, and and, 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 and uh, a lot of people talking about the way that people look nowadays. And Stuart, who was on Blue Peter uh, years ago, he's now got, he does advice for people trying to look younger. And it's something, women do it, but now I think men have started doing it as well. So they've started doing, you know, face creams and trying to make sure that they look the best they can. So you get designer beards, which looks like a little bit, it's a little bit camp. But some people seem to like it, and then some would just have a little thin line that runs all the way. It must take them forever and a day. They must spend all day in the bathroom, in front of the mirror, trying to work it out. I can't do things like that. I could, if I grew my hair long, you know, I could sort of probably end up looking a bit like Brian May. If I put my mind to it. But then I suddenly thought, you know, if you've had your hair like this for any length of time, why would you want to change it? I was walking down the high street with a friend and he said, look, all the people walking and using their mobile phones. They can't walk a straight line and are blind to everything around them. How in hell do they think it's safe to use a mobile when driving? To be honest, I had to uh, had to agree with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you as well. But they you know, it doesn't it doesn't you can say anything you like to people in a car. And we saw somebody the other day, do you remember on the programme? And it was somebody who was texting at the wheel with both hands. They were obviously steering with their knees. And I think the, the problem is that they're gonna have an accident. It's gonna affect other people, then they're getting out well, I wasn't doing anything. You think we can find out if you were on your phone or not. It's very easy to do that with your supplier, whether or not the phone gets destroyed or, you know, part of it gets destroyed. They can check on all these things. You can be caught out, but they're still willing to risk it. People like risking. They don't mind risking. The idea of being caught and getting, you know, six penalty points and a £200 fine. I couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Producer says when somebody walks down the street towards him looking at their phone and not noticing me, I continue towards them till they look up and realise just before walking into me. Hopefully makes them realise how stupid it is. Whatever you're doing can wait five minutes. <clears throat> I'll tell you the worst ones reading a book. Have you seen the reading book people? They are the dimmest of the dim. Where do they get them from? They're walking on the platform, Waterloo Station, reading a book. I want to trip them up, and go. I'm sorry. Who reads a book walking along? Unless you're really dim. Although I did sit on the train the other day, and uh, and there 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 she was, the makeup applier, and you could see the bloke sitting next to her thinking, I wish you'd hurry up and finish. Why don't you just do it at home? Dirty people who sit on the train doing their makeup. It's a train. We sit there. And we look out the window and we think, that looks nice. Oh, it's crowded today, isn't it? And there she is, the one with all the bags of makeup. She puts it all on, doesn't look any different at the end. One of these people just get up a bit earlier at home and then do it at home properly. Supposed to sort of doing it on the train. I always want to say to them, Oh Felia, I've always wanted to get on a train. It's the kind of thing that you probably get some avant-garde comedian doing. Of sort of having a packed train with hidden cameras and then set up a shower. So, in other words, set it up so it's where, where the bicycles go, because you know me and bicycles on trains. Sorry. And, and I'd have a shower unit with a circular curtain, and people are going, what's going on? And then all of a sudden you turn on the shower, and you can hear the water going into the... I think that would be hilarious. I think, I think that's such a good gag. If I say it on the television, it's come from me. OK. Uh, I'm a new listener. OK. Well done, you. Well done, you. And uh, as you no longer shop in Marks and Spencers, where do you buy your daily pair of socks? Um, from Costco from Costco they are Pringle socks I buy a packet of Pringle socks which were the same price and, uh, and they're much nicer much nicer quality uh, they're killing off the hosting industry Steve says uh, Rohan I'm a host and I work with hostesses at events they employ attractive people like me from football clubs to bars and restaurants to trade shows all of them use males and female hosts yeah they do they're, they're going to kill it off and very soon they'll be going, oh, we're not. And then it'll take somebody just to buck the trend. Somebody big will come in and go, ah, oh, s- we're not going to bother doing that at all. We're going to put these girls on it because they want to work. They want to work. They want to get out there and do what they do, which is smile, you know, and coerce money out of people or, you know, get them to sign up to something. That's what they do what they do. I feel very sorry that these people have just had their livelihood taken away from them by a, by a, a small group of people, because we don't know who they are, I don't know where this thing started from, uh, who are intent on killing other people's work. Because they go, oh, it's sexist. You go, well, they don't think it is. They don't think it is. And if the blokes don't think it is, why, who are you to interfere? Is it because you were turned down for that? People eating bananas on the train. Oh, that's all right. I can... Uh, I don't mind people eating a banana. I can cope with that. It's when people do get the little bag out and unwrap the, uh, the sort of silver foil package and start eating a sandwich. A sandwich on a train, ladies and gentlemen. It's all right to eat stuff that you would buy in the fast food places, like, you know, double sausage and egg McMuffin or this or that, or, you know, hash browns or fries or something. It doesn't matter. But uh, but you're right. Sandwiches, which they've unpacked. Oh, uh, so in other words, they've made the sandwich and they're sitting on the train eating it and they always look the most uninviting sandwiches I've ever ever seen. Um Steve Eve says that's nothing. Makeup, I've had women pluck their eyebrows and file their nails. Yuck. No, that's really terrible. Isn't that the most awful thing ever? I use my phone, says Mina, on public transport, as I've got really, really bad anxiety. Playing a game or reading a news website will take my focus away from my surroundings, but I never use the phone when I'm walking or crossing the road. Well, that's the way it should be. And uh, this one takes the chocolate hobnob for dents, says Nigel. A few weeks back, I was on the M6 and passed a car in which the fella had the phone propped up on the dashboard and he was watching a football match. I know, uh, you, you get. I've seen people shaving and people doing makeup. Mind you, we had a woman at Hampton Court, didn't we? Buffoon. Eating porridge. Eating porridge, no less. Why is it? Obviously, some people just don't care. They just say, oh, I'm going to be late. So if you're on the train, you can do your makeup. I've seen people doing makeup in cars as well. Uh, not on buses very often. Not on buses. It, it's a bit too bumpy, isn't it? Oh! There's the mascara gone again. What a nightmare! You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Thirty years ago, thirty years ago, what, uh, what, what finished? Heidi, hi. Yes, it finished. Filmed down in uh, Essex. It's been a long time since it finished, and of course, we all remember that last scene where they, where they decide that it's all finishing. And so they all get on the coach and in their cars and everything else. And as they go down the drive, Sue Pollard is standing there. As Peggy, the chalet maid, going, Hidey, "Hi de hi, hi de hi," because she's only just made it to uh, to being an entertainer. She was a chalet maid, and uh, and then it finished. It was it was lovely. It was the story of the holiday camp, which was I suppose almost invented by this country, where everybody used to go down there. And you did have the Ted Bovises. You did have. All the characters down there, the chalet maids. And you did have somebody who looked exactly, I should imagine, like Sue Pollard. But it was when she... I wanted to be be an entertainer. She wanted to be a a yellow coat. That was her big dream. But it was at the very end. So just as she gets the yellow coat, it finishes. And off she goes. It was very interesting because uh, Geoffrey Holland, who played comic Spike Dixon, says, We had one scene to shoot the following morning. This was after the ill-fated Great Storm. He said 58 poplar trees came down. He said it was carnage. Because we all remember, don't we? Oh, we've had this lady phone up to say there's going to be a storm coming in. You remember, don't you? And uh, all of a sudden, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Next day, carnage. Trees down all over the place. But 30 years since Heidi High. High Heidi High, everybody. Oh, I tell you, she could do pathos. Sue Pollard could do pathos, let me tell you. Nick Ferrari with you at seven o'clock this morning for the 1st of February. Ministers will be forced to publish the whole of the leaked Brexit impact study to MPs after a Commons vote. Do we have a right to know what reports like this say? Formula One's new owners have announced they will no longer employ grid girls because their presence is clearly at odds with modern day social norms. The Formula One presenter Jenny Gow, who's made a documentary about grid girls, will tell Nick why she thinks it's a positive move. Interesting. Plus, as the government announces an £866 million cash injection into the property market, Housing Minister and possible future Tory leader Dominic Raab will explain to Nick what this investment could do for Britain's supply of homes. All of that and more, Nick Ferrari, this morning. I love the way that somebody will come in to talk about probably the best move to get rid of the grid girls. No mention of about, I'm terribly sorry, we've decided we're going to ditch you and you've got to go and find something else to do now. We're basically axing your job. I'm sure that Nick will be saying, what about all these poor people put out of work? You know, they enjoyed that. Ask Kelly Brooke. She'll tell you she she went round the world and and enjoyed every bit of it. And now somebody's taking it away. Just like that. Just like Go away. Ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, Steve, says Liz. I see people putting makeup on the bus. drives me mad. I see all the time. Although to be fair, it's the same two women every morning. Why can't they have some self respect and leave the house fully dressed and ready like the rest of us? I'm afraid I sit there willing the bus to swerve or brake suddenly. Oh, me too, me too. Or somebody sit there going, "Why don't you just get up earlier and do your makeup at home in a big loud voice, just to wait and see what happens out of curiosity?" Uh, and at the moment, Natasha says the woman in front of me on the bus is doing her makeup at this at this precise moment. I know. When these ladies apply their makeup on the train, they don't realise that all the excess produced, uh, the product, gets released into the air. So everybody's got to breathe it in. Ob- observe somebody when the sun is streaming into the carriage, and you'll see what I mean, says Perdita. I've seen it. I've seen it. Somebody says, I saw a man clipping his fingernails. Yeah, that's not quite the same as putting your makeup on, is it? I mean, I think that's equally disgusting, to be honest with you. And um, uh, Oswin from Stratford said, Yes, exactly the same thing with sort of fingernails, and one landed on my lap. Oh, I think these people are disgusting. They even look disgusting, don't they? There's something the matter with them. They've obviously got a few sort of screws loose. Uh, Neil says anybody who eats hot food on a train is either ignorant or drunk. Well, yeah, but first thing in the morning, they're not going to be drunk, are they, really? I don't think so. Uh, What about gin and tonic on the train, says Adrian? Oh, that's okay. You never mentioned alcohol. You know, I always used to... When I used to take a train years and years ago, and I can't remember when I did, but to go up north north. I'd always make sure I sat in the restaurant car so I'd have breakfast. and you had a seat for the whole journey. It was lovely. Absolutely lovely. And uh, Dean says, I've just switched back to the milkman. Good for you. Um, somebody says, I've seen people eating cereal out of Tupperware containers with milk on the train. Also, people using their phones in the quiet zone. Oh, I always t- you have to tell them, Luke. Don't sit there like a girl's blouse. You have to go, excuse me, this is the quiet. If you want to make a phone call, go somewhere else. OK, shame them. Shame them, because the whole carriage will be looking at them. Nobody's Nobody wants to say anything. They're too frightened, not me. I always go, <clears throat> shh. Just go, shh, in a loud voice. And eventually they, they kind of get the message, because they're obviously blind, so you have to tell them, because they can't read the sticker on the window, which says, no mobile phones. It's a fairly simple thing, but obviously for dim people it must be a bit confusing. It's a picture of a phone with a red line through it. You know, they obviously think it's a picture of, you know, well, my phone doesn't look like that, so that's OK. They are the thickest of the thick so it's the makeup appliers, it's the people who eat their cereal out of a Tupperware bowl. I mean, that really is odd, isn't it? I mean, who are these people? They're probably the sort of people who, uh, you know, they've probably got funny little voices, talk like this, and I've uh, been using this railway line for many years now, and yet sometimes they look quite normal, but obviously they can't be. Nobody, nobody eats cereal out of Tupperware in this day and age, on a train. You know, you actually get to work, then you, you have that at your desk. Ridiculous people. 30 years the end of, uh, of Heidi High. Front page. Express. This morning. Formula One girls band. You know, I, d- I don't quite understand why. They love it. They absolutely love it. They don't get groped or anything like that. Mind you, half the girls who were working the president's ball the other day, they didn't get groped either. It's just an opportunity for feminists, I think, to sort of go, well, I think it's outrageous, these people. It's because all these people are picked because of their looks. That's the whole idea. You know, nobody wanted to see somebody waddling around there. You pick gorgeous people and they do it. I mean, I couldn't give a forex either way, to be honest with you. But that's what they're, they're picked for. They're, they're all blonde and sunny. And you see them all over the stations. You know, they're the, they're the promotional girls. They're the promotion girls. That's the whole idea. They're, they're, they've got a status. And now somebody, some person who nobody knows, is going to take that away from them. So they're basically unemployed now. What can they do? What can they do? At last May gets tough on migrants. Theresa May has vowed to fight demands for UK borders to stay open until at least 2021. I never understand, actually, all these people who sort of want to come into the country. Why don't they just get a plane? If they're all claiming that they've been ripped off by smugglers and they've done that, get get an aeroplane and then apply for asylum. I don't understand why it's complicated. Uh, Britain's Got Talent stars acid attack threat security increase for Simon Cowell and the team. Front page of the Daily Star. Anton Lisa reunited. She's seeing a hotshot lawyer. But you would do. It's not like there's 20,000 quid to be divided here. There's a lot of money. There could be 155 million. I personally don't think there's that much. But, um, you know, that's, that's the way it is. She's got to do what she's got to do. You know, she's got a life as well. I love the way that people were targeting her the other day and sort of uh, sort of saying, oh, she's a gold digger and she's this. she been known him for 25 years. She knew him when he had nothing. They've worked together for ages and ages. She works. She works, unlike the people who generally complain about it, or probably the layabouts, who've never done a day's work in their life. Uh, formula Dumb. Killjoys banning the Grand Prix grid girls. I mean, everybody said it's ridiculous. Mind you, there's a picture of... It uh, looks here like Lewis Hamilton. It'll come back to haunt you, Lewis. Hanging around with attractive girls. Whatever next? Whatever next? A nephew in a dress? Oh, no, I shouldn't think so. it would be highly unlikely, wouldn't it? Uh, the Times this morning. Here's a picture of uh, Tatiana... Um, this is Tatiana Akmadova. She's outside the Court of Appeal with her lawyer Baroness Shackleton of Belgravia. She's got nothing in a payout, apparently. This is—it's uh, a, a divorce order. A Russian billionaire ordered to hand 453 million to his former wife was named yesterday in what's thought to be Britain's biggest divorce case. Wow! But uh, she's uh, she's received almost nothing of her payout. Dreadful outfit she's wearing. I've got no idea why. And Baroness Shackleton's very busy because she's apparently going to be looking after after Lisa. Very interesting. Can you imagine? One here had a holiday home, um, a £39 million mansion in Surrey and a £27.8 million holiday home. I've got a small tent. Ridiculous, isn't it? Honestly. When it, when it comes, you know, greed and money... You know, people are entitled to what they're entitled to. Here are all the the women. Bosses Lie to me, Gracie says uh, to MPs. She's the former China editor. I didn't even know they had a China editor. Seriously, I never know any of these things. You know, every time they, they do this BBC programme where they sort of, they bring on somebody and they go, this is head of news. I think, well, where's he come from or she's come from? I never know who they are. But they've got them all here. Even Naga Manchetti, who's earning more than the male presenter on the, what's she doing here? How can... uh, Nobody earns any any more. Obviously, the new Boku's presenting the programme earns a fair little whack. But uh, there's only a handful of them. I thought there'd be thousands of people turning out at the BBC, but not very many at all. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I love the idea that the MPs have voted to leave Westminster for this six-year restoration. They voted to leave. I tell you what, leave them in there. Leave them in there. Just sort of cover them with a bit of tarpaulin. How ridiculous. They voted to leave, honestly. Steve, it's the same with people leaving the house with sopping wet hair. Get up five minutes earlier. Get ready at home, says Abby. No, I don't understand what it is. And also, I mean, I don't see people brushing their hair in public, Lynn. I'm sure people do do it. It's it's the makeup people. And they get out this huge bag with all these different... You think, what have you got that for? It's not going to make any difference. Ridiculous. I hate women who spray perfume on the tube, says Damien. I've got asthma. I've never seen anybody spray perfume i've never seen that one i've seen people do their makeup that's that's you know particularly tedious I think uh Paddy says all the people who put makeup on the train are just ignorant. the women are just as bad <laughs> We like that um also I've had somebody doing knitting next to me. Oh, knitting's great. What do you matter with that? Can't complain about that. that doesn't hurt anybody at all so i'm I'm all in favor of that one and uh somebody says here, bring back silver service on trains. Oh, God, no. We just want a full English. That's all we want is a full English on trains. They used to do it. Liverpool Lime Street on the Midland Railway, Blue Pullman. On the way down in the restaurant state, section was a full English breakfast available, served at the table by liveried stewards. Full dining services. They used to say, you know, the dining car is now open, but I was already sitting in it. I'm, I learnt that one a long time ago. Go and sit in the restaurant car, the dining car on the train, have, have your breakfast, and then some more toast. Auto- it was lovely. And just watch the world go by. There's something nice about, uh, you know, but I don't want to say people doing makeup, thank you very much indeed. You know, I mean, I, I do like the idea that, that train travel is available, it's just so expensive. Although, friends of mine up in uh, Manchester and in Leeds can manage to get really cheap train journeys. All you've got to do is book it at a certain time and it's on offer. Because sometimes I went out with a friend of mine, and they said, oh, it's going to cost 200 and something pounds to get us up to this. And I remember thinking, that's a lot of money. You know, you can get it much, much cheaper. Two weeks ago, I spent three hours in the business class lounge at Auckland Airport before a 12-hour flight to L.A. I would guess 90% of people there were on phones or iPads, and a couple with two daughters uh, spent two hours on their individual phones. Hardly a word spoken between them. Likewise, the next day, says Wendy, at L.A. Airport, almost everybody was on their phone. And on both flights, people went onto their phone or iPad the minute the airline mode was available. Nobody talks anymore. They don't. They absolutely don't talk anymore, and the reason they don't talk anymore is because nobody's nobody's got the art of conversation anymore. It's all to do with you know go doing your stuff. I mean, I have to be honest. I get in the cab in the morning, and I'm oh, I've just realised that Michael Dennis, the black cab poet, he uh, he says Tupperware. Oops, he says feel feel you know duty bound to admonish me, but he is driving a cab, so I don't mind that. How you heat your porridge up, I've got no idea. But anyway, he does, so he has his, his porridge. So I can understand that if you're, if you're in the cab, but not sitting on a train. I think it's disgusting watching people eating food on trains, especially when it's something that is considered not, um, not right for a train. It's wrong for the situation. You sit there. There are certain things, you know, I don't want to see somebody eating a sandwich on a train. Thank you very much indeed. You know, you can have a biscuit. Oh, I had a packet of lemon puffs sent in the other day. Oh, happy days. I can't, still can't work out where you get these blooming things from. Is it Lidl? Is it Aldi? Is it any of these places? Very difficult to get, very difficult to get, but I gave them out in the office and they were very pleased. Very, very pleased. Front page of the Mail today. Alarming toll of wine o'clock. Heavy drinking becomes the sixth biggest cause of serious illness among the baby boomer Uh, generation, also the woman who says we all have the right to have one last love affair really? oh okay Uh, also, what are they talking about today, oh because it's coming up to Valentine's Day, or for for that read, rip off roses and you know, chocolates with hearts and all those sort of things and then people I don't know, people buy it and they go, you know, that's great, that's great you know, you have to go and buy this because it proves that you love somebody, no it doesn't no, it doesn't. really doesn't. It's just it's, people feel duty-bound. You know, you can go to Poundland and buy a sort of plastic rose or something for a quid. And that apparently is most... You know, now they've, they've dragged kids into it. Kids are now supposed to get involved in Valentine's Day. So you've got to buy your mum and dad something. And you think, I don't know what to, to buy them. Formula One gives in to the PC brigade by ditching its grid girls. And, and then the headline in the mail today, why is it only middle-class feminists? who have the right to do what they want with their bodies, but they don't want anybody else to uh, kind of enjoy it. Uh, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention, with Michael's uh, porridge, he has blueberries and walnuts. I tell myself it's muesli. Actually, enough, walnuts are very good for you, but I'm not a big fan of walnuts. I do appreciate the fact they are, they are very, very good for you. Very, very good for you. But it's just that, you know, all the things that are good for you, I tend not to like, actually. Uh, to lose weight fast, diet with a partner, because you can't do it by yourself. It's not physically possible to do by yourself. Uh, here's a, a jacket which looks very similar. This is uh, uh, the Duchess of Cambridge. She's got a coat, whereas Diana just had the small jacket. It's quite smart, actually. God knows what this thing costs. And uh, but I know in the, uh, it doesn't. They always tell you the price of everything, don't they? And I'm, I sort of I'm intrigued as to how much. Uh, the front page story: the uh, parents' plead to the judge. Uh, We're getting a few of these nowadays. Please don't switch off our boys life support heartbroken mum and dad their last ditch attempt to save their 20 month old son. They've been told that um, that there's nothing that can be done. So they're they're now backing. They say stars are backing. What do they know about anything Do they know? And who have they got? Rebecca Vardy. I mean, do me a favour, you know, unless you're medically qualified and you know something about children's illnesses, you know, please don't interfere with things. It's so annoying. Jamie Lomas and Dennis Wise went there to see this child. What is going on? What is happening? They're not medically qualified. The parent says we're not willing to let him die until we've tried everything. And And the hospital have done the same as last time. Each time people go to court and each time... You know, things change, and then the the child passes away because they can't survive without being on machines. So they are trying everything. But if this child wasn't on a machine, it wouldn't work. He's now got a chest infection. Uh, He's had seizures. Uh, They did fear at one point they'd only had hours to live, but he managed to pull through that little bit. But as in the last case, we had a judge saying, uh, the hospital, uh, right, and they will take the decision. Uh, Tragic though it is. Tragic though it is, but, uh, you know, the idea that celebrities get involved and start pontificating about something they know nothing about. They know nothing about. They're not medically qualified to comment and they shouldn't be asked about anything. Daily Telegraph today. Church criticised over fresh Bishop Bell claim. These uh, uncorroborated child sex abuse allegations against George Bell, who died in 1958. Good blimey. (laughs) How far back are we going now? Back to the dark ages. Uh, Also, obesity rises, so the age of the stroke victim falls. And the corporation accused of lying about pay equality dragged into its worst crisis since Jimmy Savile. I don't think you can really equate the two, as they've got a few people out uh, there. Um, Not many of them, actually. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of them. They couldn't even get ten together, but I'm sure that if they put their minds to it, they probably could. They're on the march, they say. But, you know, when you've got some of these people here, they're earning good money. Good, good money. That's I should be complaining. You know, I should go down there and say, I think some of these BBC women, they're earning more than I am. It's not right, is it? has to change. Once got on the train, Steve, to be greeted by a woman using nail polish uh, remover. Filled the entire carriage with the smell. of all already experienced somebody cutting their, their toenails. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. You live... You live and you learn, as they say. Listen, that's it for this morning. Thank you so much for your company. Don't, don't forget, you can download the LBC app as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all of our other programmes from the last week for free on our catch-up feature. You can do that to get my free podcast on my little bit extra today. I'll be telling you about how one of the country's top family shows need bodyguards for its judges. It's really come to that. Also, I'm very annoyed with Stacey Solomon at the moment. Plus, I'll tell you where the oh-so-hard-working Princess Beatrice, this is the one who isn't getting married, or likely to be, went last night. A clue, it was put on by a fashion brand, and I very much doubt she paid anything to be there. It's called a freebie. My little bit extra will be available very shortly, and it is totally free. Just download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on catch up. Simple as that. Tomorrow we'll have uh, a couple of clips of the guests who are going to join me for in conversation this week. It's a boy's day. So we'll tell you about that uh, tomorrow morning. Have a lovely day. Wrap up warm at 10 o'clock this morning. James O'Brien. But next with breakfast, it's Nick Ferrari.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4 a.m. Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5 a.m.